Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we survived our July cage match. We're uh, we're out the other end of July, and uh, yes. and now here we are in August. And uh, we thought, how do you follow up a month of Nicolas Cage, right? That's a hard hmm. act to follow. The, yeah, yeah. The only option is James Bond, right? <laughs> yes, I think... As much as you and I love Nicolas Cage, yes. we needed a fresh breath of air. And I think this was an excellent answer to, I, uh, to this, compliment the month. This Nicolas movie, Cage. but also I think uh, this is a guy who we've wanted to talk about on the show for a while because I know we're both yes. big Pierce Brosnan fans. Mm -hmm. Love mm -hmm. Brosnan and a very different actor than Nicolas Cage. A much yes, more yes. reserved, cool, calm, and collected actor. And a very pleasant man to to look at oh, God. he's very very nice to look at i mean uh, i agree I with say. the the fellows over on the james bond cat uh james bonding podcast far and away mm. the prettiest bond i think so yeah. i think so but he was never he never felt too pretty you know no what I mean? like, no no because that's like the lazenby like the male model look this guy yes. just he but he just like he just was he, he to me brosnan is visually the ideal bond just right. the svelte, suave gentleman that is mm -hmm. kind of like if you if you're gonna draw James Bond, he's gonna look mm -hmm. the most like Brosnan, I think, of any of the actors. Yes, um, yes, definitely. And so we find ourselves in 1992 with a film of his called Livewire. Yes. And I think the fact that we're talking about this ideal Bond here's a very we find Brosnan in a very interesting part of his career. Because mm -hmm. he's three years out from 1995's GoldenEye, which will be his debut as 007. But yes. he's coming off of the success of a TV show called Remington Steel, where he played a gentleman mm -hmm. thief. Right? And the whole thing on that show, when that show was popular, everybody went, holy shit, this guy needs to be James Bond. This guy is right. the perfect actor to play James Bond. So much so, so this is in between those two things. This, this is in between like those two weird, things. But there's yeah. a weird little caveat in there, which is during Remington Steel, the Bond people cast him as James Bond to mm -hmm. do the Living Daylights. Yes. But NBC is like, no, no, he's under contract to us to do Remington Steel, which is a weird yeah. thing because they talked about the ratings on Remington Steel went up when they announced he was playing Bond, but then that also meant that they added more, they start, they wanted to do more episodes of Raymond's deal, which then cost him playing James Bond. Mm -hmm. So yes. what we find here is Remington Steel has ended. He didn't get to be Bond. So the whole story of his career at this point is, God, that guy would have been a good Bond. Such yeah. a shame that didn't happen. And yeah. he's kind of, an, this is sort of a lost period, which is prime. There's a few action shelf movies for Pierce in this era. I mean, we need to get back to those because this movie is I mean, uh, 
this yeah. movie's great. <laughs> I'll just say, upcoming, I don't know when, but we have to do the movie Death Train, which is him. <laughs> it is Pierce Brosnan and Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh. A movie about a train that's going to explode. Oh hell yeah! This this sounds excellent. We John. need to this do like an we need film. to do Death Train on this show. There's no question yes. about that. Um, yes. But so but the whole thing is like it it is like they go well he's not James Bond but he's got to be an action guy of some sort and so we have yeah. a lot of ill fitting parts. Uh, something that will save his career quite a bit is uh, shortly after this he'll do uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, which was a big mm-hmm. hit and he has a good part mm-hmm. in that uh, and yes. also showed off. Well, something we know about him, which is excellent comedy chops. Yeah, yeah. Very I don't funny. think he gets a lot of opportunity to do that, unfortunately. I think that's a bummer because I think he is yeah. very fu- he's he's very funny as Bond, actually. Um, yes, yes. You know, and so, uh, <laughs> boy, this movie though, uh, live. The, I listen. I love this movie. I gotta say, like, I, I th- this so is, much fun. This is one of my favorite movies we've done on the show. <laughs> um, it's. So bonkers in all the ways you want an action shelf movie to be. This it is, makes no sense. No, like it doesn't oh, make any it's sense. It's utter nonsense. It's. <laughs> I saw. I was going as I was digging through the IMDb reviews as I always do. There's a uh, 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 one that was just titled the the right kind of stupid, and I agree with yes. that. For it is this is yes. this is what I'm looking for out of a movie of this era. This is. When I go to the imaginary action shelf at the imaginary video store, this is what I want to take home a VHS of. This is pure, and we've talked about this. The 80s and 90s was really the golden age of these movies where this is a straight-to-video effort, but it's got more polish. It's got a decent cast, but it's still incredibly stupid, but at a high level, like a high production value level of stupidity. Yeah, there's a bombastic nature to it. There, yeah. There's like a level of knowing this is ridiculous, but that's okay and it, that we want that. Absolutely, and at no point was I bored. It's a brisk no. 85 minutes long. Mm, perfection. Oh, God, this is just... I guess this may be the perfect action shelf movie. It's not... This might be it's the not, best action shelf movie of this year i, I think. think this is the i think it's as hard to beat this it's one. A, this is a top runner i like was saying a, before this i was staying stone cold but i feel like th- there's a similar level of oh, just this is, this is better than stone cold but there's a similar level yeah. where these movies are just gonna throw everything at the wall and yeah. these are both post canon but good god it's another movie that feels like this should have a golden yeah. globus as producers on it because oh yeah, yeah, yeah uh yeah. this hits this checks every box for canon uh, it's just so sad that like modern cheap action movies just don't have. Th- I don't. I don't know. Like, is it just because there's less money in it, or, or I don't know? It's something I, like what, that. Yeah. Where's the, the sincerity too? Because like, yeah. no one's checked out in this movie. Everybody's in on this yeah. completely insane, pre- including yeah, really, really good actors in some of these parts. Mm-hmm. Like, really mm-hmm. top shelf talent in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we got to talk about. <laughs> this movie i have so much to say about this movie i want to talk about who made this movie this comes to us from writer bart baker what a great name um who has a whole career of action shelf movies listman we got it we'll we'll be talking about he just has a movie called meteorites exclamation point um 
Oh wait, Love and it. and and it seems he's uh yes yes uh it looks like he reteamed with some of the people from this movie. Ooh, and it stars Dukes of Hazard star Tom Wopat. Perfect, perfect. Uh, um, but also uh, a TV movie. That was a TV movie. That was well, a TV but... movie. This is not a T. This is a straight to video. Um, okay. But I mean, in that in that same vein, it definitely had that mm. feeling of like. I, I wouldn't even be surprised if as a kid I watched this on the USA Network or something because this has that vibe right. to it. Um, but I do uh, I I want to I want to do this movie he wrote called Supercross the movie, which is mm -hmm. about motocross champions investigating the death of their brother. Love it. That's <laughs> complete insanity. Yeah, that that makes absolutely no sense. But this guy's still writing stuff for like Lifetime and Hallmark, where all these guys end up. Um, but let's talk about so this. When did this movie is 1992? Is 1992 correct? is correct. Yeah. What an interesting time. Like, cause some of the movies that came out this year, I, I, I like to put, yeah. Did you, did you look up what some of the big releases that year were? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. I have a list here. Hit me with some, um, hit me with some of the big hits in 92. Some amazing, John, some amazing films. Uh, I know what a, a great year. I mean, film, best picture honestly. winner of this year is unforgiven. Which is a fucking yes, masterpiece. Which I which I have down here. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a League a of Their Own. Oh, a League of Their Own. Great. A few good men. Oh. Basic Instinct. Great. Reservoir Dogs. Oh, shit. Tarantino uh, starts. Obviously, Unforgiven. Yeah. Batman Returns. Yes. One of my favorites. Last of the Mohicans. Oh. Army of Darkness. Holy shit! One of our absolute favorite movies. Yeah. Yeah. And Aladdin. Obviously, a lot Aladdin, of other great oh movies. My God. But like, yeah. Great year for films. Great mm -hmm. year for for like uh, for big budget Hollywood films. Definitely, so. that's that's all. That's yeah. all solid, original, interesting stuff. You know, those are yeah. and a, var yeah. a varied list of movies there. Uh, and here we mm -hmm. have uh, this is from director Christian Duguay, uh, Duguay. French Canadian. Uh, that's how you get uh -huh. that name. <laughs> this guy started his career by directing the sequels. To David Cronenberg Scanners, which I've never seen. I love. I'm a big Cronenberg fan, and I love Scanners. Mm. I have never seen Scanners Two: The New Order or Scanners Three: The Takeover. Those might be future episodes. We could maybe do some Scanners so. sequels. Uh, something tells mm -hmm. me they're not as good as the Cronenberg movie, but you never know. Um, yeah. Uh, but this guy also directed uh, the um, a movie I saw in the theater, uh, two th the 2000 Wesley Snipes thriller the art of war hmm. uh, which is an espionage action uh snipes movie but that's probably his biggest movie because that's a major like warner brothers studio movie and then yeah another one listman that we must do at some point extreme ops okay <laughs> because straight he, out of our generator yeah because here's here's the plot description of that while filming an advertisement some extreme sports enthusiasts unwittingly stop a group of terrorists great so they're Love like it. they're like out snowboarding and they just happen to stop some terrorists that's an action great. shelf movie if i've ever heard one sure um, is. is this also the year that under siege came out 92 yeah that seems about right let's see here just for yes. more action uh yes next. correct yes okay great okay cool under cool, siege cool, cool, cool. uh which uh listen uh that is one of our commentary movies this month so very, oh hey, very, there's very the connection. Fitting. That's right in August. Uh, yeah, um, I might like this movie more than I don't know. No, I like this movie more than Under Siege. I think because I like yes. Pierce Brosnan more than Seagal. But 
And we'll talk about that on that Under Siege. Fucking Tommy Lee Jones totally steals Under Siege, man. He's amazing in that. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, director Andrew Davis, whose next movie after Under Siege was The Fugitive, he directs the fuck mm. out of Under Siege, man. Oh, just a, a leaps and bounds better than, <laughs> than Under Siege, in my yes, opinion. Yes. But, yeah. but takes that we'll Tommy Lee Jones energy and brings mm-hmm. it into The Fugitive. Yes, um, yes. So, yes, that's what we have to do. And I feel like Livewire, though, while being a lower-budgeted... Uh, straight-to-video movie really fits in in this era of action movies. This really feels yeah. 92 to me. And I think the opening uh, text crawl is <laughs> very indicative of like, oh, this time period in American oh, pop it, well, culture. Before we even get to the opening text crawl, the title reveal yes. was the water running through <laughs> the, the cut-in metal letters that spell out Livewire. Livewire, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I applauded that, and I went, oh, this is going to be good. This movie's going to... Just based on that alone, that's the first thing you see in the movie, I went, this is going to be good stuff. And then, yes, yeah. when it goes to deadly serious text crawl about terrorism... I mean, John, we don't have to go through it all, but I did write. Uh, <laughs> I, we, I did write down the whole thing. Oh, it's, cra- it's please, crazy. Please read it. I think you do need to go through it because it is okay, pretty. Okay. Yeah. Just to give you a good, just to give our, our audience just a good perspective on what this movie's perspective on America was like in 1992. We've talked about this uh, before. 90s action movies view of terrorists is so radically different crazy yeah and this is uh i believe the what, the last year that george hw bush was president yes clinton came in 93 i think yes that's right yeah 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 so like yeah he'll lose it's this election. weird it's yeah. weird yeah yes uh but yeah okay so over the last decade more than 3,600 lives worldwide have been lost as a direct act of terrorism uh i Nearly every country on the globe has its share of political kidnappings, hijackings, and firebombings. That one is most important to this film. Yes. Uh, With one notable exception, dot, 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 the United States of America. America! Uh, Fuck yeah, right? Like, that's totally that. Yeah. Uh, Due to a stable political system... That's that's fun. I, that's, uh, that's that's actually very sad to read uh, today. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and the difficulty of smuggling easily detectable incendiary uh, devices into the country, the U.S. has been relatively safe. Dot dot dot. Until now. Yeah, and I also love relatively safe because there have been <laughs> at this point acts of what you could argue ter- mostly domestic terrorism at this point yes but like the idea that america had no terrorist activity at this point is also hilarious and then of it's course such a darkly yeah. ironic knowing what we know is coming but um right well well that on top of i mean i think the fact that you brought up domestic terrorism is such an in- interesting point because yeah. for some reason pop culture seems to completely ignore the fact that domestic terrorism ha- happens right and has happened since this the inception day. of this country to this day yeah. that's still a problem yeah if there's such yes. a there's yes. such a hesitancy to call anything committed by americans terrorism which is right. so weird because yeah. you think about the concept of terrorism is such a broad term there's nothing that implies it's foreign no. or even expressly political i mean it has an agenda but the idea that there's it's it's ideological but uh Mm -hmm. the idea of committing terror for some reason could apply to any number of things like it's it's so bizarre to me 
Yeah, uh, and this movie has that like they're oh, a weird, vague terror like this like arms dealers from a vague Europe vaguely European. Well what I love is it's, it's not even ideological or political in this movie. No. It's personal no. vengeance for a business deal gone wrong. Exactly. That's such yes. an that's all you can fathom in ninety two that somebody would even do something. Like that's the thing where it's like Right. And let me ask this. Are these guys Middle Eastern? I just just based no. on their names. Because I don't know if you caught the oh, names of these bad guys. Because the actors aren't. The actors no, aren't. No. No. Uh, you have Ben Cross and he plays Mikhail Rashid and his uh main henchman is Al Red. A L dash R E D. Al Red. Which are those are both like Middle Eastern names, but they're played by a British dude and a Cuban dude. So, John, I didn't even, I didn't even put that together because the two men are so (laughs) white that like well, British, yeah, well, one of them's British, yeah, one one of them's British. They said the other, uh, Tony Plana, who plays uh, All Red, is uh, is Cuban. Uh, I did think that that name was weird. Um, Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, it just it just it's one of those things where it just blipped on me when they said those names. I went, "Well, these guys don't seem Middle Eastern." And obviously, once no. again, we're pretty used to the idea of Middle Eastern terrorists in action things today. But these guys right. aren't any way presented like they are that. Uh, no, no, it's not othering them in that way. No, no, and they're not even once again. They there's not even ideological. This is all personal vengeance. Yes, exactly. The, <laughs> This isn't even, I don't even think this is, it is terrorism, but it's really just murder plus collateral damage. Yes. It's not even expressly to, like, bring America to its knees. It's just, we're going to keep killing these guys unless you individual senators pay up. It's not even, like, against the U.S. Senate. It is expressly against three people. And can I also say I love this, Lesman? Much like Stone Cold, Pierce Brosnan does not prevent the murder of these three senators. They all still die. <laughs> Nor should he, John. Nor should <laughs> yeah, he. Yeah, because, well, that's kind of that's kind of the movie's out, right? As they go like, mm-hmm. actually, they were bad guys anyway. So the fact that Pierce Brosnan doesn't save them, eh, it's more about the fact that he saves some innocent people that we care about. Because right. the senators are actually the pieces main, of shit. Yeah, the main goal was to stop the collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Uh this movie has no interest in saving the three senators. No, like I said, the movie actively makes the senators bad guys. Um, yeah, which, which I, I actually I enjoyed. We can uh, get on board with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's it's very. I mean, but this is also once again kind of a naive era where it's like, what a few corrupt senators. That's only you know, only three. It's yeah, I mean, it's it's the three bad, bad apples in yeah. the Senate. Otherwise, yeah, they're, they're doing apples, a great yeah. job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, once again, the fact that you talk about this is the end of the Bush senior presidency mm-hmm. is right on display. And even the Bush senior presidency really just keeps rolling from Reagan, right? Because he was vice president. Oh, yeah. So it's all still, I look at that as all one kind of era. And this movie one totally chunk, has yeah. that Reagan-Bush political sensibility, no question about Post, it. Post-Soviet uh, Union sort of like, who... Who do we fear? We've talked. Yeah, it's it. We've talked about that. That's one of my favorite things about. uh, I'll recommend another action movie podcast where they talk about good action movies, which is a podcast called Unclear and Present Danger, where they Mm. just review uh, like political espionage movies in the 90s. And a lot of what they talk about is watching movies try to find a central villain. Mm. Uh, Because, like, you look at like the Jack Ryan franchise of this era. Mm. 
and you're going mm-hmm. like, oh, Irish terrorists, uh, mm-hmm. Colombian mm-hmm. drug cartels. Who's really yeah. going to be the new threat for Harrison Ford to fight? Like, <laughs> didn't didn't uh, Chris Carter talk about that with the inception of uh, the X Files? Yeah. It's like, well, we don't have the Soviet Union anymore, so I guess our own government is the villain. Well, that's that's the other thing too, and I think this is the case with Reagan and Bush, and then particularly under Clinton, the country yeah. was ostensibly generally doing pretty well there weren't a lot of active you had things like the gulf war but that was a really kind of a especially in comparison now a very minor incident um right so the idea of let's let's imagine a fantastical world where you don't trust the government that was like a novelty fiction that people were interested in where it's like could you imagine if the government was evil that's crazy I mean, talk. What a fantasy certainly, story. Certainly, certainly at this point, there are plenty of Americans who could have viewed the American government oh, as evil. Unquestionably. Uh, I'm talking about just, yeah. yeah, that's why I say like generally general, from a pop culture broad yes. standpoint. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, that's that's kind of the whole thing with the Reagan presidency is it's all smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors and hiding all the people it's actually, uh, you know, terrorizing and persecuting and, you know. When, when did pop culture really start to to pick apart like how things are in in this country? I feel like you it's know, like, I feel like it's a few years post nine eleven. Yeah, because because yeah. right after nine eleven, it's a lot of fuck yeah, America's going to get some terrorist mm-hmm. ass. Because mm-hmm. I think I think you see it. I think I mean I always talk about this show, but I think twenty four is a good example of watch how the the tone of that show changes and how much mm-hmm. by the by the fifth season the president is the main villain you know yes i think that's i think that's key right i think there's yeah, a, there's a distinct yes. like jack bauer fights terrorists to jack bauer fights evil politicians mm-hmm. i think there's a distinct yeah. thing where it start everything starts to veer inward because also yeah. you know once you get the patriot act and the response to 9-11 that's when people start to go hey i yeah, don't know about this and then this pop sounds I think I think like also unchecked I, power to me. I think the Bourne mm. movies were also big with that too, because they were yeah. really paranoid about look at the evil shit the government's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do think it's yeah. I, I do think it's like that two thousand three four era yeah, yeah. is where you really start to see that. This movie though, yeah, this this era is really interesting. I I think it's interesting because it's almost it almost feels innocent in a way well we talked about that with like blast right like what were those guys up to we never even really found out what those guys deal was i don't think (laughs) they were just mattered general terrorists we did a commentary last month for face off and like nicholas cage is the world's most dangerous terrorist and yet seemingly has no agenda or ideals no he was the joker (laughs) you know he was a super villain you look at something like air force one there i don't even remember if they say where gary oldman's from but he's like vaguely eastern european and his whole thing Mm -hmm. is just let this arrested general out of prison Mm -hmm. you know and there's not a over overall like philosophy to no it's just we were aligned with that guy who got taken out of power and now we'd like him released from prison very personal yeah it's a very personal it's still yeah it's it's all kind of that kind of stuff so yeah Mm -hmm. and and i do love this era where it's just like so-and-so professional terrorist like the idea that (laughs) the idea that and that's kind of what i feel like that's kind of what ben cross is in this movie a little bit i mean he's a weapons dealer slash terrorist but he's just a general 
professional bad guy, right? Like he's just yes, yeah. Like um, if if uh, international terrorists were like business class, yes, because you know? he very much plays it more like uh, a Wall Street or Fortune five hundred mm -hmm. CEO than he plays it like. Uh, a, a psychotic terrorist. Now we got to talk about the fact that Ben Cross is movie because Ben Cross was a fucking great actor. I mean, mm -hmm. this guy was like uh, what, like ten years before this, uh, was in Chariots of Fire, an all-time classic oh, that wow. wins Best Picture. He's the star mm -hmm. of that movie. Um, he's a real deal, classically trained British actor. Um, mm -hmm. So it's very interesting that he's in this. Uh, and he's good in this as much as you can be good in this fairly ill sketched part. Yeah, they don't they don't give him a lot to work with here. Other uh, than you are evil. Probably most recently, our younger listeners would know him as Sarek in the J.J. Abrams Star Trek. He plays Spock's mm -hmm. father in that, um, yeah, and he's really yeah. he's really good in that. I really like mm -hmm. the scenes he has with Spock in that movie. Um, uh, he's the bad guy in First Night, which is the 1990s uh, King Arthur movie. If anyone remembers oh, yeah. that, with Sean Connery's King Arthur, I love that one. Once again, love I think it. that I think that might be a generational thing where we were exactly the right age for that movie. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I know there are some people who go, "That one's dumb." I'm like, "Are you kidding?" But that was like our King Arthur movie. I feel like as kids. Yeah. So, um, so uh, and Sean Connery's King Arthur. I'm sorry. End of end of story. Uh, but. Uh, so yeah, once again, real deal actor, objectively slumming it in this. Oh, we haven't played the, uh, we haven't played the budget game here, Lisman. Oh yeah, how yeah, much do you think it. this movie costs? Because we're talking about here, we've got some good actors in it. For what price tag? We've got some decent explosions in this movie, oh. which is another thing I love. Oh. It's got decent explosions and several examples of somebody walking around while on whilst on oh, fire. Oh, I mean, we, we, we're hoping for one of those movies. We get like four guys on fire in this movie. It's amazing. Also, it's so there's one point when you actually see a body explode. Like that you actually true. see yes. the body <laughs> go up. <laughs> Um, you see bodies explode. You see uh, mannequins and costumes being blown away by real explosions. Oh god! It's it just—it's just, so satisfying. It's very satisfying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say twenty-five million dollars. Wow! That—that—that's—that's uh, that's high. Um, that was a high. Oh shit! Uh, let me uh, let me see. What I am it... not. Just just reiterate to the audience. <laughs> not I am not good at this. Well, I am impressed. Yeah. I am impressed by this because nine million dollars is what I have here as the budget. That is that is impressive. No, it's ninety two, like, so that gets you a little farther in ninety two. But still, yeah, not yeah. not huge budget on this movie. No, um, no. and it looks good. It generally looks good. It's small so, yeah. in scale, you know, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. pretty decent. I would. This looks like a mid level thriller to me. Uh, Visually speaking, yes, I think this movie works. I think you start to see this the the seams a little bit with some of the audio. Um, there's oh, yeah. some scenes that were very poorly like mic'd. It seems like yes, and there's yes. a lot of really bad. Dubbing did you yeah? Did you notice that where a couple times the the volume just dropped out on some dialogue? Yeah, like going. the first scene with the wife talking to her mom in a kitchen. It was yes. just like. There's one microphone and it's on the other side of the room for some reason. And yeah, I don't know why. And so it's like uh, when they're closer to that mic, it's louder. Then all of a sudden it dips out and you go like, guys, come on. 
guys. <laughs> the other thing I noticed is like there's a couple of crowd scenes, but they keep those at a minimum and they don't show too sure much. Do. There's not a yeah. lot of there's not a lot of broad scope in the movie. It's not you know, I think they, they had some of it in there because sometimes it's like we see a movie and it's like there should be a crowd. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make any sense that there isn't. Whereas in this movie, there's like a couple of scenes where there's a crowd and yeah. it's like, okay, well they at least did it somewhere in the film. So yes, there's like a it's, wider. I would say this film. movie takes our advice of like, they wrote to their budget. The script exactly. does a pretty good job of matching its budget. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. So let's, yeah. So we talked about that opening thing. Now we find, okay. Oh God, this beginning scene where we start on a glass of water being filled and we're hearing the sound reverberate through the water initially before we come into the conversation. Right. Weird stylistic choice. Very strange. Yeah. Also, three minutes of opening credits. I mean, obviously, this is more of a time period <laughs> for, with opening credits. But, but still, for an 85-minute movie... And then That's probably another five minutes at the end. So there's like eight minutes of this movie. You know, this thing yeah. runs like what, like 75 minutes total. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is <laughs> great, man. Crazy. It's a brisk, brisk movie, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah. Not No fat on the bone here, my friend. Uh, nope. No. So, no. Uh, yeah, the, the, the restaurant and this, these politicians and they're joking about Bob Dole. <laughs> topical i love oh no no sorry not bob dole dan quayle dan quayle sorry. oh okay dan okay. quayle who was bush's vice president who was a famous uh, okay. he's the guy who gotcha. spelled potato with an e and took all the shit in the world for it um oh nice yeah uh he was a famous idiot <laughs> mm. sorry to, i don't think there's a lot of dan quayle fans i think even republicans were pretty disappointed in dan quayle um i don't think anybody on either side of the spectrum remember who that is so no he's okay. he's one of history's most forgettable vice presidents um <laughs> <laughs> it's note he never i don't think he ever took a run at the white house himself uh, should we should we send him a uh, certificate or an award or something <laughs> Most, Most forgettable, forgettable vice, president. vice president Dan Quayle. Yeah. yeah, but so there's a joke basically about the fact that this guy is uh, oh he is still alive. Um, uh, the, about how ineffective he is, and these guys are yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh oh, one of these guys starts seizing. Uh, oh no. <laughs> and oh, because we see. This is where we first see All Red, who's in disguise as this waiter. Although, right. great move, All Red, to very conspicuously leave the restaurant stare. and give mm -hmm. an evil stare behind him. Now, well, he wants them to know, right? He, Before he they know, blow up, I did it was yeah. me. And Tony Plana, yes. very good character actor who's in a million things. Mm -hmm. um, people probably know him as the father on Ugly Betty. Uh, oh. he, he did that for a while. He was on the Punisher Netflix series. Uh, he was on mm. Superstore. He's just a guy who works a lot. Um, yeah. it has nothing to do in this movie. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than other than has maybe the best death, <laughs> one of the best death scenes I've ever <laughs> it's seen. It's up there. Um, and so yes, yeah, so this guy starts seizing, and then he fucking goes up, and not yeah. just. This is a question I have, Lisbon. All right. So they've created a device that, that causes uh, the body to combust. We should talk about the weapon just up front so people understand. Sure. They've created yeah. uh, an explosive device that is indiscernible mm -hmm. from water. Yes. 
And then when you drink it and it mixes with the acid in your stomach, it becomes, it activates and blows. Yes, exactly. That's correct. But how does a human being produce this amount of fire? John, they, <laughs> their <laughs> description of how it works is so hand-wavy. It that really like, is. I don't know. It mixes with some chemicals I've never heard of yeah. in a process I've never seen before. That is that is my favorite scene is when you have the bomb expert going like, well, it's, it's these chemicals, but they've been put through a process I've never seen. And then the movie exactly. never bothers to explain that process. Because they don't. And they don't want to nor should they, that. because they have, it, that would just yeah. make it stupider. I yeah. love movies like this where it's just like, no, you know, <laughs> people just blow up. But that's the thing. Where does all this fire come from? I don't that's know, what John. Because my favorite part of this is this whole restaurant blows up, but the best part is the pedestrian on the street yes, who is engulfed yes. by flames. <laughs> and this is our first example of a man walking around whilst on fire. It's so good because like, you don't see mm-hmm. this in movies. Like Normally you just see the flames shoot out the windows, but there's a guy standing right there on the sidewalk yeah. who just yes. gets consumed by fire. So good. It so is good. great. And then you've got... Uh, uh, th- this henchman and then Ben Cross in his car and they're across the street going ho oh, ho it works yes it does work now the plan begins yeah this was a test run basically of their crazy new explosive essentially but and the reason an why this is important yeah. I don't know if we mentioned like the general conceit of the movie but Pierce Brosnan it, oh no, we did mention it. He he diffuses bombs for the FBI. Well, right? we're about That's... to see that because our next scene introduces us to Pierce or mm-hmm. uh, FBI bomb expert Danny O'Neill. Danny O'Neill doing something that James Bond would never do, and, and the least James Bond opening for, for a character I've ever. But seen. But also, kind <laughs> of the most James Bond. Op- I like Go it. On. Yeah, yes, it's, it's like one hundred percent. It's is, also yeah. one of those things where because we see Pierce is diffusing a bomb, and what's this? It's a bomb under the seat of a car, and Pierce is right between a lady's legs. <laughs> the only thing is, Bond would be quippier and sexier about it if he was doing this. Oh, right? he'd be actively trying to fuck this woman. Yeah, if he were James. Instead, yeah. Pierce is almost disgusted by this woman. He's just like, why? Like, why do I have to be here? You know? Because uh, we find out. But he's still so handsome that it's just like, well, he is still being very I charming. I mean, like though, I said, so. this is three years from Goldeneye. I mean, we're at peak Goldeneye era handsome. I mean, Pierce is still a handsome dude oh, in the yeah. 60s. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to see him play Dr. Fate in Black Adam coming out uh, in the fall here. Uh, he looks right. great. But good Lord, is he one of the most handsome men to ever <sighs> grace the screen right here? Just so, yeah. Because I do. Th- I mean, he's so... handsome through all the bomb movies, but he is so handsome in Goldeneye in particular. I just feel yeah. like just his like whole... a smoldering, like yeah. like like oozing sexual energy. I don't know. Oh um, my god, this that... is coming. This is coming from two very straight men. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but in that he's... way, I mean, that scene. I always think about that scene in the sauna with uh, Famke Jansen. Yeah, where she's trying to fight him, and but they're also kind of having sex. And I just yeah, I always yeah. think of that when he when he gets the Walther and he pulls the hammer back, he goes, No more foreplay. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. As God, a kid, yeah. you know, discovering sexuality or whatever, it was definitely like he was a role model of like, well, that's what like a sexy guy should be like. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. where like the straight guy aspect of it is just like, well, yeah, that's what a sexy guy is. It's not necessarily right, exactly. that I'm attracted to him, but I'm just going like that's the model of what 
a hot dude mm-hmm. is is Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's uh, yeah, uh, and and the whole thing here is that <laughs> she has she's been cheating on her husband, who has now put a bomb in her car. That's a pretty extreme reaction, and also I mean implies this guy knows how to make a bomb too. Yes. That's the other thing I love about this movie. We'll get into it. I'm pretty sure Pierce Brosnan makes more bombs than he diffuses in this movie. Oh my god. I was not expecting a third act of this movie to turn into an episode of MacGyver. I really wasn't. And it's but I was delighted. I was delighted. Because you and I I both are fans of eighties TV shows where people make makeshift weapons. Uh yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of that in this. People talk about MacGyver, but like the A team did that shit all the time too. Uh, that's true. That's true. So, uh, so so in this conversation, does he tell this woman to go back to her husband who tried to blow her up? Is that... Yes. That seems weird, right? Well, here's the thing. All right, he's played by Pierce Brosnan, so we love him. But objectively, on yeah. paper, Danny O'Neill is a huge piece of shit and a very yeah. problematic man. And I think... <laughs> I think the movie was trying to lean into that a little bit. I like I think they were in some but ways. Pierce is c- like he's very broken up by the death of his daughter. He is, but I don't think we're well. supposed to think like because, and Pierce is a weird choice actually in some ways for this part cuz it almost oh, feels like it <laughs> almost feels like they want like a Bruce Willis. Yes. Cuz I yes. think they're going for that John McClane marriage on the rocks burnout. That's- very much the energy I was getting from this film, like that but intention. That was the thing that threw me early on as I'm going, so Pierce isn't suave and gentlemanly. Because even when he's not James Bond, there's just such a regalness about him that you get, Oh, yeah. He, he plays kings and princes and stuff, he plays politicians, government he's agents. Not, he's not an American everyman. He is not. No, that. he's a very weird choice for this movie, which in some ways makes yes. it more interesting. And yeah, the accent, which is, it's not. Oh yeah, we need to we need to get into this Cause, accent, John. Because this it's... also threw me when he opened his mouth, and I'm going, I don't think I've ever heard him try to do an American accent. No, never he's always before. just. And Irish. this isn't just general American accent. This feels very specific. It's like East Coast. Uh, I got like yeah, like uh, uh, Massachusetts, yeah, like Bostonian. Sort of, yes, uh, like yeah, New England style. Further accents. adding to this, I mean, Bruce is Jersey, but in that vein, further adding to this, like blue collar, workaday cop. You, you know? know, like I, Bruce is is a handsome man, but like for whatever reason, he he gives me more of an everyman kind of. Well, because I think I think know? he is handsome, but he's handsome. Well, he's handsome. But Pierce is pretty. Like Pierce is that's yes. Re- once again, regal. That he he works so well in roles of power and wealth and class. Is this is this kind of like uh, Tom Cruise in War of the Worlds? You know, oh, where, where he's, he's like a Boston like a dock, dock worker. worker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I don't I don't buy Tom Cruise as this. You know. Well, people talk um, about Tom Cruise is often as best when he's not playing anyone you could ever relate to. No, he's like the best of the best in the entire world. I'm most, like, I believe that. Most yeah. Tom Cruise movies find him playing, yes, exactly that. The best man for, he's the best fighter pilot, the best secret mm-hmm. agent, the best yeah. bartender. Uh, exactly. It's like, if he's going to be a bartender, he's going to be the goddamn best. He's got to be the best in the world. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah, most of his movies are about a guy 
who's the best loses confidence in them by the end of the movie has regained his confidence especially yes. early in his career that's every tom cruise movie uh, yes. we talk yeah. about tom because we'll never talk about him on the main show unless we bring in some but even his studio stuff never reaches action shelf territory um, nope, no 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 too he's, good uh, never s- stooped i suppose i don't know that might be a little judgy of uh yeah it's never people, but his stuff he doesn't stuff, but. yeah there is a quality control though i mean people talk about this there's really only like maybe two objectively bad movies he's been in ever like even mm-hmm. even yeah. the like disappointments are still like well i mean it was okay uh yeah you yeah. know um so uh yeah uh pierce goes uh What's your favorite color? I still want to make him this guy, right? What's your favorite color? I mean, color? he's basically doing yeah. like his accent is so it there there are some words that he's clearly picked out to like emphasize that a New England accent. Yes. But but then it it always still just, slips. And any time he gets loud, you know. He's pissed yeah. Boston loud, you know. Uh, yeah, but then when he's like doing anything sort of kind of flirty or conversational, it sort of sl- slips back into that. Real well, and accent. it is one of those things that's like it's insane that not everybody wants to fuck Pierce Brosnan in this movie, right? Right. Like, well, they, they did have like a couple of people. Like, there's that insurance woman. investigator woman who's into him. But yeah. He, but th- yes. th- throughout the whole movie, his whole thing is I still love my wife. And also, <laughs> I, 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 you could almost create a drinking game with how many times does he go stay the fuck away from my wife. Stay the fuck away from my wife, or a drink, a drinking rule where a new person mentions his affair with his wife, mm-hmm. because it's that's an ongoing jo- joke. I think. Yeah, isn't uh, that the guy that the senators fucking his wife? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so weird that that's a running thing. Yeah, um, he does have a line at some point where he goes, "Yes, please, even more people in the city need to know about my private life." Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so he says this one. What's your favorite color? And because uh, he's got a cut, it's uh, if I've learned anything from movies, all bomb diffusing is is coming down to a red or green wire, uh, right? Uh, and I love that he cuts the wrong wire and it starts speeding up. And he goes, "This is, I guess, the first instinct." Because I said he pulls a MacGyver here. He goes, "Yeah, give me your gum," and he is able yeah. to put the fuse back together and then cut the correct wire. I've never seen that I, in a movie, by the way. I've never seen anyone cut the wrong wire, then somehow stop the bomb to cut. Usually it's once you cut the wrong wire, it's like, we gotta get out of here. Right. I actually liked this little beat, honestly. I thought this was a nice well, it, character moment. It it makes him industrious. Like, it does set up at the end that he's able to, like, oh, with this piece of gum I can mm-hmm. put in here. But the other thing that I have questions about with this bomb, Lisman, is, is this a a weight activated bomb or is this a time bomb i would assume it's a time bomb because there's a timer well then why does why does it matter if she's sitting on the seat oh great question john (laughs) i don't think this movie bothered to and also a time bomb on a car you're really counting that you know how long she's going to be in the car right (laughs) (laughs) well yeah why don't why don't you connect it to the engine so when she starts the engine then it blows up that's more that's generally how car bombs and movies work or like i said the weighted thing where as soon as she sits down or stands up it explodes Mm. instead yeah there's a countdown on this and i'm just going john that's a weird choice about that but that's yeah, a weird right. choice. That makes absolutely no sense. Very, very strange choice. I also have questions about yeah. how the bomb in the movie works, the the liquid bomb, because they talk about how once it mixes with the acid, it's 30 seconds before it explodes. But also we mm. seem to see people triggering it with a watch. 
Yes. Yes. There's there seems to be some sort of uh, yeah, Sometimes uh, there's a trigger and sometimes there isn't. Oh, you're right. Yeah, there's yeah. sometimes that's very strange. Yeah, they have some sort of remote debt detonator. But they ne that's that never addressed by the bomb squad when they're studying. Would make it. more sense if it was like a capsule, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, like it's a capsule, and then they press the button, and then that breaks the capsule in the stomach, and then blows oh, them up. Uh, that makes I mean, Jesus, that you 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 just made this movie infinitely less complicated. <laughs> but the, I suppose that does take away from the fact is like they the the idea is the bomb could be anywhere safe, yeah, because you can drink it in water. Do you think that this mixture of chemicals would have a taste to it? That's I would think I so because I do like that they talk about. Uh, how well this first thing went and ben cross does have some line where he's like it's amazing it's indistinguishable from water and you're like that feels impossible to me it well nothing about this bomb makes any sense well, it, but it feels that like it'd be, was one of the least realistic it feels parts. like it'd be one of two situations to me it would either have a taste or it would have a viscosity yes right it would exactly. even if it's flavorless it would be thicker than water or something the Maybe idea that it that it just mixes into water with no i did think cuz even even if it had a taste, it wouldn't matter because once they take the sip, they would go. Right. I was waiting for somebody to go, hmm, it tastes kind of funny or something like that. Right, um, yeah. My favorite scene we'll also, talk about later is in the limo when they have to create a scenario for someone to drink water. That really yeah. made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> That's very funny. Um, is there – it also brings the question because if you just have one sip, is that enough? Or do you it need seems to like it. it seems yeah. like one sip does it. But how so big a sip? People are taking different sized sips of stuff. Is there a And are they amount? mixing it with the water, or is it just this? Yeah, if you dilute it, does that do damage? We find out, and I love that it never actually plays into the plot. We do find out that, like, an antacid compound will stop it from working. But they never that's, use that to actually stop a bomb. That's such a, <laughs> that's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's like, really the, bad, right? Like the wife, or even Pierce Brosnan, like gets like gets like a mouthful of it, mm -hmm. and then he's like, "Fuck, do you have anti?" Like he has to yeah. find it before or he baking blows up soda or something. something. Because they talk about what compounds will stop it, Any, right, anything exactly. to dissolve the acid, basically. That's true. That's a that's a why, real dropped. Why like, set that up? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because because no he, he goes, "What are we supposed to do? Give him an antacid?" And the other guy goes, "That's not far off, actually." Uh, right, and you're exactly. like, "Where so is maybe that?" Maybe that wouldn't work, but it, it's close. Well, knows? the guy talks about or any compound of like calcium and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. I was waiting the whole. Once he said that, I go, "Oh, well, there's your third act." You think? I thought the same thing. I thought it was going to be like Pierce Brosnan gets it or the wife gets it, and it's like, "Hold on," because you think of what a tense scene that would be. You know, they're going to blow up in thirty. You've got thirty seconds to introduce this you know, counter agent into their system to stop it. Yes. No, forget it. Um, no. So he disarms the bomb and then he stands up and he goes, and this is the first, there are a lot of one-liners in this movie. So, so many. Yes. many. I'm not even sure I got all of them because I have, yeah. I have like 10 here though. But, um, but he goes, and next time put some underwear on <laughs> implying he's just been looking at her vagina this whole time. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And that's a non-Bond line. That's yeah. a non-Bond line, because Bond would like that, obviously. Oh, yes. In definitely. this, he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Disgusting. God he seems, damn it. He, seems, he does tell her to go back to the husband, because he does seem 
disgusted that she's been cheating on her husband. Well, you know, it, it plays into his backstory, I suppose, you know. Well, and uh, we're going to get some of his backstory here when, boy, we're less than five minutes in this movie and Pierce has already got his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and I saw some you, I saw what? some trivia about this movie that he waxed for this movie. Yes. Yeah. He Where? Waxed, waxed Where did he wax? I don't he's know. He's still quite hairy in this film. I feel like. Even waxed Pierce Brosnan, he's just such a man, you know. He's just such he's a, a very hairy man. Because yeah, that is something about torque, his though. his Bond is very. I mean, I do remember that in his Bond movies, he's very hairy in those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like maybe he kept the chest hair, but some of the stomach hair is gone. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I feel. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> as I recall in my head, all the Bond movies where he has his shirt off. I feel like it really is like a full covering, but you know, not like a disgusting, not not like a, and not not to say disgusting, but not like a a uh, Albert Brooks or Robin Williams level of hair, but just like a, a, a nice manly covering of hair from it's, his it's, shoulders down to his waist. It's manicured in a way. It's like, uh, yeah. it's kempt, you know, he, it's he, almost, it he, almost like follows his abs. If I recall, like his hair kind of perfectly goes right. down in like a line. Um, Much like how, a, how facial hair can yeah. outline, uh, you know, a jawline in a way. It sort of that's uh, how I think, that, and that that may even be a thing they did for the Bond movies, where they shaved that or waxed that into that to really give. Him, yeah, because um, obviously Bond is such a. It's so interesting to think that though, because like Connery, hairy dude, Brosnan, yep. hairy dude, but when we get to Craig, totally smooth, no oh, hair at all on his body. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just interesting to see like what the idea of a sexy guy is. Um, yeah, Craig yeah, is because the other is thing no is longer... Brosnan's slim. He's fit, but he's slim. Yes. Whereas then when we get to Craig, he's broad-shouldered, pecs, abs. I mean, yes. Craig is a, a beast of a Bond. Yeah, like, he's a bit more of a brute, I yeah. think, than, than um, Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, and that's just that's one of the things I love about the franchise. To each his own on that, because then, uh, also kind of like Brosnan, you go back to Moore, who was a svelte man. Uh, right, exactly. Who I love if you read his diary, which they did publish, of making Live and Let Die. The only exercise he talks about are his morning knee bends. <laughs> and you're like, that adds up. That would be what Roger uh, Moore was doing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, get up. He never do liked my... to do the fight scenes. No. Uh, get up, do my morning knee bends. And because uh, I'm not even sure you could say Moore is a fit guy. He was a skinny guy. I don't remember yeah, any muscle no. on that guy, though. No, um, no, but still, not a lot of shirtless scenes with him. I mean, no. some, but not. But goddamn, I still love that man so much. Um, yeah, we'll do. I do have some Roger Moore movies on the docket for this show too. Excellent. Uh, yeah, we'll get to some Bonds. We'll get to yeah. some Bonds. Um, there's this a, is our first Bond, right? For, this uh, is our first Bond. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. we might get to some Dalton, some Lazenby. We might get to all of them eventually. We should. Connery we should has a weird lost career between Bond and then his mentor roles in the 80s. So there's some mm-hmm. 70s Connery we could probably pull out. And then Craig oh, yeah. has some stuff early in the career. Mm-hmm. So we could probably get yeah. to all the Bonds, I bet. And I already have cool. a Lazenby movie that I want to do. So. Oh, no. Yeah. The one I'm least excited to see. <laughs> He's not the star of it. Um, oh. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so... Oh, yeah. When he takes his shirt off, though, he has a picture of his family duct taped to his chest. Which is a weird, yeah. a weird thing. And I love the, the other guy goes, was that some kind of lucky charm? And he goes, no, I just type pictures to my chest because I enjoy it. Which I love that he goes like, of course, but you're also going like, no, it's still weird, man. It's still weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's still very weird. Yeah. 
Uh, and then they go, well, there's no time to worry about this thing because we just heard there was an explosion downtown at a restaurant. To which he hits him with a Garfield, I love Mondays. <laughs> so we, he, he has a Garfield one-liner. And I also want to point out, and this is a weirdly... When he says restaurant, this man. Yes. Did you hear how he pronounced it? I don't think I paid attention to this. No. He said restaurant. Oh, I didn't catch that at all. Well, yeah. How- well, okay. I I heard restaurant. Yeah. And Maggie heard restaurant. Oh, uh, it's wrong but either it was way. Definitely not restaurant. How do you not uh, roll another take on that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, no we time. We played it back three or four times. No so time was- on Livewire, man. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bomb damn it <laughs> I, I love stuff like that there's a moment like that in morbius which is a big oh, studio really? <laughs> movie where morbius is because morbius wins the nobel prize in that um oh, okay there's a scene where dr morbius wins the nobel prize and the love interest for him goes ever since you won the nobel prize and i'm going how do you not go back and shoot that again <laughs> I was Just in the one more take. I'm, I'm in the theater take. going. This is like a hundred and fifty million dollar movie. How do you not go? Uh, it's Nobel. Everyone knows it's Nobel. You said Noble. It's in yeah. the fucking final cut of the film. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Oh boy, Morbius is something where if we made a uh, uh, <laughs> an excuse for uh, bigger budget movies, Morbius is an action shelf movie for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he rolls up to this exploded restaurant that we saw from the beginning. And uh, this is where we get his flirty relationship with this insurance investigator who, at a certain point, she looks like his ex-wife, though, I thought. A little bit, yeah. I thought that was kind of strange that both the women in the movie look very similar. Mm -hmm. Because I know the actress who plays his wife in this, and I thought, oh, that's her. And I went, oh, wait, no, it's not. (laughs) Um, It's not Lisa Eilbacher, who we'll talk about later. But... uh, Mm -hmm. She goes, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Is it a gas leak? And Pierce says, well, if it is, somebody has a serious gas problem. Oh, boy. Yeah. Making fart jokes right up the front. All right. And if that wasn't goofy enough, oh, we got to talk about my favorite character in this movie, Lisman. John. John. (laughs) Are we talking about Madonna the robot? See, I called this robot... Uh, horny can of tuna, which was well, Pierce horny? Brosnan's nickname. Oh yes, yeah. We will later find out her name is actually Madonna, which is even weirder. Right. But also, that, that here's very weird. here's what I love. Bomb squads do have robots. They yes. don't have heads that like look around and stuff like that. They're just the yeah, box with the with the. Ar- oh no, of course not. They're just a remote controlled device with an armature mm-hmm. on it. That can grab stuff so, so that you so if it this, blows up. Is they, this it, this robot is remote controlled, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, okay. but it has this so, head that like looks around like it's a person, yeah. and also it's the computer from Star Trek because they can analyze stuff in it. Like it's the bat mm-hmm. computer, right? That is not mm-hmm. how these things work. You can't pour a substance and it goes calculating, calculating. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that yeah. works. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, right away, this thing comes up and gooses Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> oh! What a great term. I think that's very funny. A very funny term. I love uh, the term goose. He goosed him. Um, yeah. 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 That's very old timey. Um, but yeah, he mm-hmm. does. It gets, he gets, because it's kind of a, it's it's more than a mutt, butt grab. It almost gets to taint 
Yes, it's, like it's under, very much coming at trying the to probe yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. And then we see, this is the introduction of his partner in the movie, uh, who's uh, uh, Brett Jennings, who plays Shane. And he looks at him like, hoo-hoo. Gotcha. Yeah. Ugh. And Pierce is, this is clearly not the first time this has happened. Mm. Uh, he keeps getting robots to try and probe me. I don't understand. This is what Shane does for fun. I don't. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I mean, I did think a little bit once again in the James, this is, what is this kind of, because I go, oh God, here's the Q. Here's the yeah, Q thing. Yeah. Now pay attention, 007. Uh, 007. Because that would be like a Q joke is a robot would yeah. goose bond. Yeah, oh, definitely. Oh, 007. But it would, it would just happen and Q would like be like, oh, 007, you know. And and yeah, Bond would make some sort of joke mm. out of it, like a like yeah. a sexual entendre yeah, or it's something. Like, uh, oh, uh, really? Yeah. You uh, really give a warm welcome down here in Q Branch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Grow up, 007. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, I am available for any Bond-related writing gigs that there you come go. up. Yeah, uh, I got a million Q jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my main thing. Yeah. So the big thing they're confused by is they know this whole place exploded, but they found no trace of any kind of explosives. And they say, right. well, what about the shrapnel? Is it metal? Is it ceramic? And it's bone, which I did think that was pretty gnarly. The people got hit with the shrapnel of this guy's exploding bone fragments. This would be, this movie would be a little bit more interesting if they didn't tip their hand as far as what the bomb was. You know yes. what I mean? And they were, and we we were discovering what the bomb was <laughs> the, with literally, Pierce Brosnan. The first character. shot of footage in the movie is the close-up of the picture filling. So you're like, yeah, it's with the water. weird sound, like yeah, with the weird sound. Or even the mentioned. water coming through the title at the beginning is still like, this is a yes. water movie. Um, yes, exactly. Which, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> but you know what? What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. So uh, they no, uh, hmm, and that's confusing. Well, keep keep working on it. Uh, Oh, the thing we didn't talk about actually is at the other crime scene, Brosnan gets served with a restraining order from his wife. That's right. Yeah. And boy, is he pissed at that process server. Sure is. Yeah. And that guy's yeah. just doing his job, man, where he's like, somebody grab that guy. <laughs> he's, he's. I'm going to kick that his guy ass. He's just doing his job. But again, if we were trying to portray Pierce Brosnan as like unhinged, yeah. you know, as like. You know, there are examples of characters being overly aggressive, but it being portrayed <clears throat> as that being a problem of his personality, of their personality. Well, one of my you problems know? with the movie is, number one, Pierce is a weird choice for that, as we're talking about. And the movie can't quite land on how unhinged he's supposed to be. Exactly. Because <laughs> he doesn't really work through any of his No, but yet at the end of the movie, all. everything is worked out for him. Exactly. Yeah. It's all on the white. I mean, this move. I mean, th there's a misogynistic strand there, isn't there? That of it's, course. it's, of it's all on how wrong his wife is to be with anyone other than him, and her realization that Pierce is awesome is the resolution even, of the movie. But she doesn't blame him, which I find an interesting dynamic because that's he blames himself, he's... which implies he does need to work through it. Obviously exactly so i i do like that they don't villainize her in the way that like you should have been keeping better track of no, her that would yeah, have been you easy have been watching yeah yeah because so, like because of course dead kid in this movie gotta have it gotta have it yeah, yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it is interesting. Obviously, yes, the transformation is on the wife to just accept his <laughs> well, yeah, they, uh, anger issues. And also, like, he's an alcoholic sometimes, but then that just goes uh, away. <laughs> yes. It's only there when they when they need it, but then as soon as it wouldn't make well, sense for him to be drunk in la- the script. Later like, in no, the movie, he's, he's drinking a Budweiser at a crime scene. <laughs> I thought true. that was insane. <laughs> and that's... Budweiser, when I think alcoholic, I don't think Budweiser. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. It's not really like a raging alcoholic who's gone off the deep well, it's gonna, it's end. Budweiser's gonna t- not what I it's imagine. It's going to take a few Budweisers to get you there. <laughs> and if you already exactly. have such a raging alcoholic, you've built up a huge tolerance and really need to get blasted, yeah. I don't. you're going to be at it a while with Budweiser. <laughs> Budweiser doesn't even get me drunk, okay? Like, <laughs> I, I don't drink that much. So, <laughs> uh. Budweiser is one step away from just drinking water um, it is yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty it's just kind it's, of unfortunately flavored water yeah. <laughs> no anytime i see anybody drinking it and i'm not even a, a beer guy or a drinker really but even i know that like when i see a budweiser in a movie i go "Ooh, bad choice uh, <laughs> it is just to have a light beverage you know yes like, you're not there for the flavor you're oh, there Lord, no. for yeah, I no. It's Coors who advertise it as being the most drinkable beer, or something. Yeah, like that. yes, I, one yes. Of, one of those. Which one? Miller, the... or one of those. Oh, is it Miller that's the champagne of beers? Yes, Miller. Miller High Life <laughs> is the champagne of beers. Um, very much not true. Objectively but, you know. not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively false. Yeah. Um, uh, but, very, you know. very proof. Oh, what's this though, Lisman? Uh-oh. I see Budweiser is one of our sponsors here, so we're going to have to go Ooh, back and I delete. I love uh, Budweiser. It's the finest so uh, of beverages. <laughs> uh, America makes the best beer. That's why I drink Budweiser? Yeah, Budweiser. Uh, but very american name that they have yeah definitely not german in any way we are frequently um, using the suffix wiser um mm, mm-hmm. uh so yeah so pierce just barges into the wife's house and then we meet yes. who i think is the true villain of this movie listman i think so yeah his bitch of a mother-in-law <laughs> They don't make the, the they they go out of their way not to make the wife a bitch in the movie, but oh, they put it all on this mother-in-law, including they later really in the movie when she will actually endanger lives by not yes. handing a phone that pierces on to the wife. Yes, yeah. even though, and she'll get she... she'll get uh, she'll get her punishment for that by getting smacked across the face with a handgun. Oh, I don't remember that part. Um... Yeah, when they kidnap the wife later in the movie, it's just a quick thing. They're grabbing the wife, and the wife's like, hey, what are you doing? And the henchman just clocks her with the side of the gun. And I thought that was pretty funny to see an old woman take a gun to the face. Uh, yeah. You don't yeah. see that in a lot of want... movies. Yeah, they did. They actively didn't want to demonize the wife because they want Pierce Brosnan and her to get back, back together. together. But they put it all on because the mother-in-law, before Pierce barges in, is talking about, oh, what a deadbeat Pierce Brosnan is. And you should get with that senator. He's such a nice man. He's the senator who has just the weirdest hair. I don't. Well, the the, don't, the, the thing. Oh, one of the weird. It's a weird look. The, the, he's, well, the, the other, he's a weird choice. Another, yeah, another weird problem with this movie is a love triangle between Pierce Brosnan and Ron <laughs> Silver. And no offense to Ron Silver, Ron Silver, no. known for playing a lot of kind of sleazy bad guy types. 
Uh, Which I guess I can understand the logic of like he's a sleazy politician, right? But the idea that the wife is like really debating these two options, and you're like, that guy (laughs) needed to be a little bit more polished. I think I just think Ron Silver's a weird choice. Yeah, Uh, a little bit bit in the realm of Pierce Brosnan, you know? Right, exactly. Like she has a type or something, you know? Um, Because it. it, uh, Let me just say the movie never convinces me that she has any chemistry with the senator. Nope. No. Uh, yeah. No, um, and and we hardly even see them together. It's mostly just people saying they're together, which is also it, bad. A lot of tell don't show. In yeah. This movie. Well, only got eighty five minutes, man. That's uh, true. <laughs> I can't show everything. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, let's see. So, yeah. So Pierce barges in, you know, like a psycho, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What the fuck is this? A restraining order?" Um, there's a lot of moments when you're like, Jesus, if this movie is pitched differently, he is the villain and this is terrifying. Exactly, yes. There's a yes. Lifetime it's movie about... From the wife's about, perspective. Yeah, there's yeah. a Lifetime movie about my psychotic FBI agent ex-husband is stalking mm-hmm. me. Yes. Because he is actively stalking her in parts of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this, of course, is where we find out that the kid died. Gotta love a dramatic, like, purple-blue filtered flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Pierce yeah. pulling his dead kid out of a pool. And also incorrectly trying to revive her. Because he's giving her mouth to mouth resuscitation, which is not what That's... you do when someone has drowned. <laughs> you need to get that water out of those lungs. Correct, correct. But he, yeah. instead he's yeah, giving yeah. he's putting air into her lungs, which is not <laughs> I'm sitting there watching, going like, Well, actually it kinda is Pierce's fault. Maybe there was a way yeah. to save her. And you would yeah. think a trained law enforcement professional might know that. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So we get all that. Uh, we find out about the dead kid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now let's go. We now, but now it's time to check in with Ben with Cross at yeah. his evil bad guy factory. Mm, what yes. are they doing here? I don't fully know. I mean, they're producing more of the... This is where we meet the scientist who's invented that genius formula for Mm -hmm. water bomb. Mm, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And he's the only guy who knows the formula, and Ben Cross owes him money. Guess what happens? (laughs) Does it work out well for this scientist? Uh, It does not. The second he goes, do you have a pen on you? Because I'll write you a check right now. This, for a very long time, was in the running for me for the best kill of the movie. Unquestionably, because he jams this pen into the back of the guy's neck. He stabs him in the spine, basically, with it, right? Like, he hits him right at the, like... (laughs) Right at the base of the skull. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. I I was like, like, wiggles it around, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nasty, for sure. Pretty good. Most of the kills in this movie are pretty satisfying. It's so it. We often go so long without a satisfying like death. In this movie movies. has a lot because there really aren't a any lot. like just standard shooting deaths. Everybody dies in a crazy way in this movie. That's I think that's why I love this movie so much. Yeah. it's not Pierce Brosnan going around with a gun shooting people. No, he doesn't shoot it's, anybody in this. No, not with no, a other gun. Other than with nails, <laughs> which is I, I, I'm going to put in an argument is 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 in the running for best kill. I, yeah, because that's yeah, amazing. Definitely. Yeah, yeah he, sh- 
shoots a guy with nails, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's sort of the thing. We're always just looking for like a standard shooting or stabbing, whatever. And here's a stabbing, but just with a pen at the base of the neck. Like, Jesus, mm-hmm. I've never seen that. Did you think that the villain was going to give a one-liner after killing mm-hmm. this guy in this very specific eccentric way? It's interesting. Way, he has you know? no one-liners here, but then he starts with the one-liners down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. It was it was weird. It was weird. I was like, it's got to be something about the pen being mightier than the sword or something. Yeah. But the best part like, of this though is even after he kills the guy, falls against the door of the elevator. When the elevator lands and it opens, the guy's body just flops out onto the ground. Yes, yeah. And he's just like, clean that shit up. Uh, (laughs) Ben Cross is giving, like, good supervillain energy, even if the parts are written. He's got a vibe about him that is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, he stabs the doctor. The formula is Mm -hmm. undetectable, so it's all working. uh, Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, this is where we find out about his whole deal. He calls up Philip Baker Hall. Oh, we just lost Philip Baker Hall the other week, too. The late, great, one of my favorite character actors who plays this senator here, Philip Baker Hall, uh, a regular of Paul Thomas Anderson films, and mm-hmm. uh, a, a Larry David favorite. He was in both Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm, and a billion other. We just saw him on The Rock, actually, Listman, which we did a commentary for last week. Was he? He's, oh. uh, he's the CIA dra- He's one of the guys in the, you know, control room oh, situation okay, okay. room he's 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 some national security advisor or something in that secretary of defense right. i don't know but here he's a senator and ben i love that ben cross just calls him up this kind of reminds me of burt reynolds and one of our favorites uh god what was that movie called i even forgot what that movie's called the one where he's like sweet dreams asshole yeah yeah because he he's calling that senator. was the raven right or yes. raven raven that was it yeah i knew it was just a one name thing um, yeah, but that's this is similar to that where people are just calling senators to threaten them in these movies. I don't think yes. you can just get through to a senator in their office, uh, uh, unless they were trying to make a point of like I can reach you anywhere. Well, because it because Philip Bear Hall goes, you got a lot of balls calling me here, you know, so whatever. It's like right, yeah, and all, what he wants is ten million. So the whole backstory is that yes. these senators made an arms deal with Ben Cross. Mm-hmm. And then backed out of it, right? Isn't that the, yeah. that's the impetus of the whole movie? I believe so. Which, for how insane this movie is, that is such a boring motivation. What a it is, dull, yeah. boring. This guy just wants money for arms. He mm-hmm. wants ten million dollars, and ten million dollars in the world of politics is so little, too. It was only a little bit more than the cost of this money <laughs> or of this movie. Mm-hmm. So, like. Yeah, There's something funny more. about like Philip Baker Hall telling this guy to go fuck himself over ten million dollars. Right, exactly. Yeah, because he's like, "Well, you're going to pay me what I'm owed, or more people are going to explode." You know? Yeah. Exactly. And he's just like, "Whatever, fuck off, asshole." Like, <laughs> <laughs> good, good call, Philip Baker Hall. Um, yeah. Who once Way again? Uh, boy, if you really want to see him at his best, watch Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie, Hard Eight. It's one of the only leading roles he ever got, and he is amazing in it. Hmm. Um, he's also great in like Boogie Nights and Magnolia for Anderson, but mm-hmm. uh, Goddamn mm-hmm. Heart Eight is a little unsung noir gem that I recommend. Um, but once again, I, I I'm in the bag for PTA. So uh, mm. so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> 
So anyway, so he's called that and he's pissed off about the money. That's that all sets that up. Uh, mm -hmm. Now we find Pierce drinking his bud at the crime scene. And they're yes. still talking about how they just can't find any explosive. It's the darndest thing, man. I Ooh. don't know. And this is when his boss at the FBI shows up. And this mm -hmm. is Al Waxman, who's kind of famous for playing guys like this. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. he was the police captain on Cagney and Lacey for years. He's just mm -hmm. kind of got that attitude of like, get in here. I'm upset about something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and he's upset because, and this is insane that Pierce is doing this. Pierce is now works for the FBI, but he's still taking police calls for bomb situations. It's a weird take. Yeah, it's almost like this movie doesn't fully understand how the FBI works. Because they're like, you gotta yeah. stop taking the Metro calls, man. And you're going like, yeah. Also, wouldn't the police be upset about that to a certain extent? Like, don't they have other bomb guys? Uh huh. Yeah, they would. Like that could have been a whole thing. That's a whole other movie. Sure. It's like, and that then you got the guy who's movie, yeah. pissed at Pierce because he's taken all of his action and shown mm -hmm. him up. But it, mm -hmm. we know this from many other action movies and just from real life is uh, the FBI and local police don't get along particularly well. No. So no one seems pissed, though, that like this FBI agent is just barreling his way into crime scenes. It is not real. This is the only time he's ever called out on, yeah. on his shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when the guy's like, I need to see you outside. I thought he was going to get pissed in for drinking at the crime scene. No, he lets that shit go. Who cares? That's how we all we all know Danny. OK, <laughs> Danny, it's just how Danny works. That's just Danny, baby. He's going to be yeah. boozing on the job. That's yeah. just as part yeah, of his charm. The price we pay, you know, because I mean, he is the best of the best. So we do establish that. Mark that off on your action shelf. Bingo. They yes. do later. He says it to Ron Silver. He's like, he's the best I've got. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But he takes him outside and he goes, look, I'm pretty worried about what a mess you are because of your wife, like, and your dead kid. He, he, yeah. And the fact that your wife's fucking that senator. Because um, once again, everybody, everybody, everybody knows. knows. Yeah. And doesn't he say something about she's not fucking him? Uh, they were just seen he, together. There, yeah. When he's getting on the elevator at some point, mm. and like two random people were like, "Wasn't that guy getting?" It's the security guards at the Senate he, office, and then he yeah. comes back out of the elevator like they were not fucking; they were kissing. Yeah. Uh, Don't you ever spread yeah. gossip about my wife, you son of a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I do love the constant thing about, yes, my wife is with another man, but there's no evidence she's had sex with him. This is just I like... I need this known. This is this is the full-on definition of a cuckold, I think. Yeah. It's like, this, this is a... This is also... Classic. Uh, it, it absolutely trope. is, and it's just such toxic masculinity. It's insane. It, oh, yeah. It is just, yeah, it, she is my property, because, like, yeah. she wants to see the senator, and he's telling the senator, stay the fuck away from her. Right. But it's, seemingly it's her... she wants to go out with him. Maybe. Yeah, her um, wants and needs don't matter, ultimately. It's, it's she is, <laughs> and uh, that's it's kinda... all an embarrassment to Pierce Brosnan's yes. character. Yes, yeah. yes, it has nothing to do with her. Um, yeah. The fact that they end up back together so easily makes that mm -hmm. 10 times worse too right like e oh yeah because it, it's all like yeah. oh no pierce was right basically is kind of what the movie is saying uh, 
Yeah, um, it's not necessarily that. I mean, Pierce Brosnan's character is problematic. Yeah, but it's it's more that the movie is framing him as not being problematic mm-hmm. at all. Uh, yeah, that is the issue. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. So this is this is where we meet Ron Silver because they go up to his offices and he's the guy mm-hmm. going, "I want answers as to what happened to the senator that exploded." And Pierce is like, yeah. "We don't have any." And stop fucking my wife. Now there is an interesting line. Um, in in this scene where somebody mentioned that Senator Travers is heading up the investigation. Yeah, I wrote the question: Do senators head up investigations? They do. I, they I do. legitimately don't no, know. Well, they do if it's a Senate investigation, but this is a federal case. I don't right. think there's this like a, a Senate terrorist. Yeah, yeah, I don't think this is like a Senate subcommittee thing. Senators aren't part of. Uh, federal law enforcement law enforcement no yeah no 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 no. you could sit on the law enforcement committee or whatever the federal but no the idea the 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 senate would not be investigating this they are deferring to the fbi of course who the federal bureau of investigation handles that kind of thing (laughs) i could understand the idea that he goes part of the fbi no no this would be after the fact in a non-legal, but in a government capacity, I said there would be a Senate investigation, but that's from a political right. standpoint. I could understand right, exactly. the idea that he wants answers. I just love that Pierce is so shitty to him instantly. Yeah. Like, he's just... Yes. Pierce is such an unhinged maniac in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like just, in, in a way that a lot of movies from this era are. It is. Uh, <laughs> just this idea about, like, yeah, this guy's fucking cool, I guess. Um, well, again, yeah, you think about the demographic, John, and it's problematic divorced dads, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. this is my guy." I'd like Danny to tell my O'Neal. yeah, I'd like to tell my ex-wife's boyfriend to stay the fuck away from her. Um, yeah, maybe I will. I'll well, drink I, a few more of my Budweisers, and I'll. This go is do also that. kind of Thank my problem you, with the fact that the guy ends up being crooked too, though, because then it's also like, and Pierce was right; he's a piece of shit. Exactly, and everything he's ever done is now justified. Thank you very and, much. And, spoiler alert, he'll die and no one will care. Completely forgotten. Nobody yes. gives but, a shit that he dies so wh- a violent, I, awful death, too. Um, at that point, the wife, like, after he dies, the wife doesn't mention his name ever again. No. She's never like, oh, is uh, Frank, I think it was yeah, his Frank, name? Yeah, Frank, Frank Travers. Travers. Yeah. Is Frank okay? Like, even if she's not interested in going back to him, no. she would still be concerned On about On a basic human well-being. level, yeah. Yeah, you know, like a human being would be, also, not a sociopath. But there's also a scene later that makes it unclear if they actually are dating, and uh, we'll get to that when we get to it. Uh, yeah. Because there's, I have, this movie... <laughs> This movie's not great with details of characters and stuff. Because um, Pierce Brosnan does say they only kissed, and I guess that is my, true. My, my, yeah, and my guess about that is is there were some kind of paparazzi photos or something. That's why everyone knows yeah. about it, and that's why he goes, right. all, they, all they were doing were kissing. We saw nothing else. But but again, this is all inferred because they don't they don't care. This movie does not care about No, the it doesn't. There's no time. There's no, no time. none of this really matters. No. Um so, uh, oh, 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 this is what he says. I forgot. Uh, uh, he goes, you've got to separate your job from the rest of your life, is what Runs Over says. And Pierce responds, mm-hmm. touch my wife again, and I'll separate you from the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> so Pierce is now on the record as threatening the death of a senator, which I actually thought was going to play into the plot. I thought he was going to be 
suspected of committing these. Yeah. yeah. I was waiting for Boy, that. that would make a, a more interesting film, John. It'd make a longer movie, though, right? That's like the two-hour version true. of this. Because there's That's no true. time yeah. to have, like, Pierce on the run. <laughs> right, exactly. This, this movie is such a narrowly focused, just like... There, there are there, there are basically no twists and turns, and it's just a pretty straight. There can't be. No, there's no, there's no time. It's the same thing about we talk about the lack of detail in the characters. There's no time. This movie just has no. to barrel forward. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay, now we get to the limo scene. Oh my god, this limo oh, scene makes me laugh so. Classic. So one so of good. Ben Cross's guys has infiltrated the driving pool of mm-hmm. the Senate because they even mention. Oh, that's I love these going by Salvatore. That's Salvatore. He's um, he's he's been here for three weeks. They say so. This guy has just been driving senators around for three weeks to establish yes. his cover. It's a little bit like Stolen, where Josh Lucas actually got that job as a cab yes. driver. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so that's it. This he guy's really cover, yeah. just driving senators around. Um, mm-hmm. but we see him replace the, 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 the thing of water. It's like a, uh, it's like a decanter of water. Yes. Um, yes. And, I thought and, it was going to be liquor of some sort. It's yeah. weird that it wasn't. Well, that's a good question is can't, could they put this in liquor? I mean, that would mask could, the flavor. Could they more? put it, it in something else? That's never brought up. It's only water. It's only ever water that it either is put in or is made to look like. Right. Because I understand again, they couldn't clear. put it... They talk about they can't put anything acidic, but that wouldn't be everything by any means. No. I would have loved no. to have seen a mistaken thing where it ends up in orange juice and explodes, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God! Somebody... <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be that'd be excellent. Uh, we've been experimenting uh, with this, and the orange juice test didn't go well. So anyway, he replaces it. Philip Baker mm-hmm. Hall gets in. <laughs> first we see the guy also super glue the fridge shut in the back of the limo mm-hmm. and love it. yeah and so they're driving and this guy cranks the heat up i just love the mm-hmm. idea that it's, it's not enough it's like also we need to make him drink that specific water yes so there's no ac we'll tell him the ac's broken yeah and he can't get into the fridge for some reason yeah well the fridge uh, is broken it just doesn't work well, I don't know what he goes. He goes. The car needs uh needs upkeep, but uh, you know, the it was all backed up there, so we can't do it. And he's yeah. you get a lot of Philip Baker Hall being like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. All right, I I guess that makes sense. Oh God. And then it's like, do you want some water, sir? He's like, I don't want any goddamn water. Also, I like when he rolls the window down. I'm going, oh, they, they don't let you do that for security reasons. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> those things are bulletproof. And you, you, you never see, like, the president roll by with the window open and he's waving at people. Yeah, no. For a reason. <laughs> for a reason, yeah. Yeah, so they're driving him around. But but this aide, he just guzzles down this water. <laughs> and then this is the first time we get a good look at where the eyes start bleeding. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah. sure what's causing that, but it's cool. It's you know, it's a it's a nice visual flair to the film. Yeah, because so you because you start seizing and the eyes are bleeding, mm-hmm. and I like Phil mm-hmm. Baker Hall's like, "What the hell's going on?" And this driver just books it out of the car, and we get again this cop on a motorcycle stops and runs up to the side of the limo just as it blows, so another bystander just gets taken out. We need we need to see it, John. And we, we need to see. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It's another. My I love a guy on fire, but I also love a dummy being thrown in a movie. 
Oh my god, it's just <laughs> the, some of the best moments in in cinema history. Oh my are god, mannequins being thrown yeah, violently by this cop runs up to the site and then yeah turns into a mannequin and is just th- tossed away by this explosion. But <laughs> unfortunately, Salvatore, our bomber here, gets hit by a car. Yeah, yeah, it, with immaculate comedic timing, is immediately <laughs> hit by a car. I love that this car would just keep speeding even though that explosion just happened. It's like, I gotta get to work. I don't care that there's an explosion, okay? And he really gets hit by this car, too. It's not like a minor thing. He goes up onto the windshield and shatters yeah. it. And, oh, it's, oh yeah, it's a good yeah. car hit, too. Great yeah, stunts yeah, it's great. and practical effects in this movie, man. Mm-hmm, it is. Because mm-hmm. now I'm laughing. I was laughing at the cop getting blown up. Now I'm laughing at this guy getting hit. I'm having, I was having a great time last night watching yeah. this. But by this point, I think both you and I and, and Maggie as well were like, we are completely engaged this, with whatever this film This has movie for is us. pure entertainment. Because I did, yeah, I, yeah. Due to a mix up in scheduling, I was telling you, Lisman, that I had to, wa- I ended up watching two action shelf movies last night. Because <laughs> I watched next week's, or actually, yeah, yeah another movie we're recording next week uh, mm-hmm. due to a thing where I had to change it. So I was a little bit pissed off that I had to start this one at like nine last mm-hmm. night. I, that yeah. that quickly subsided when I realized, oh man, this is something. Thank goodness, yeah. Because if this was like uh, one of the, a very, you know, we've watched some real clunkers, yeah. you know, and if this was one of them, this that thing would be... delivered though, man. Oh god, this yeah. delivered. Oh, yeah. This is one of the few ones yeah. where I will tell people seek this out. You should watch seek this. this. Yeah, you, we did have to rent it, but I think it's worth the two ninety nine that it I, is. That and listen, I don't. Yeah. Did you see the the R rated or unrated version of this? Oh, is the difference the sex scene? Is it that sure the is. It sure I is. I saw the sex then, scene. Yeah, and then so, we both yes. saw the unrated version. Yes. I think that's yes. what's out there, uh, where the sex yeah. scene, they add an extra minute of sex to it. <laughs> it's so unnecessary, John. But the it's... sexy sax music, man. <laughs> it It's another one of those, like, are you, wait, are we sure canon isn't involved? Because the that way the really felt playing out. That was a, such a canon sex scene and so much Brosnan ass. It. It, a lot of bras and ass, uh, which Maggie was saying he he could use a little bit more ass. I think he's got a lot going on with his face, but yeah, uh, yeah not not a lot going on in the the badonkadonk region. Well, he's felt. He's it's all part of oh, that yeah. slim. Oh yeah. Well, because that's the thing about Brosnan. I don't think I don't think Brosnan is at his sexiest with the clothes off. He is sexiest right. in those fine cut suits. Yes, that's when I think women are going. That's why the Bond thing and the tux in the nice sort of. uh, I've been all long been obsessed with this cream colored linen suit he wears in World Is Not Enough. Mm -hmm. I just think he looks Mm -hmm. great. Um, Uh, But yeah, that's it's another one of those types of scenes that you wouldn't see. You just don't see in action movies anymore. No, not only is it especially in the unrated cut, does it go on for long? But it's just so cheesy in how it's shot and. Uh, it's, and it's, it looks like softcore porn. It really like, does. Just, it really does. It's and indistinguishable. The, and it just the, the plot of the movie just stops. <laughs> it yes, is the only fad in the movie. And that's why it, I think the R-rated version is probably better, where that's a probably, minute yeah. less. Jesus Christ. Uh, so it, much, we haven't gotten so there yet. Much. So, uh, yeah. So, so this guy blows up in the limo and all this stuff. But they ar- the big thing here is they arrest the bomber this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> So that they can put him on trial. And on their way to the trial, uh, Pierce is walking with Ron Silver, and he says, uh, 
Why don't you stand a little bit farther away from me? I don't want any terrorists mistaking us for friends. (laughs) (laughs) Got it! Unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary. Uh, Get him! Oh my god, this courtroom scene. This courtroom scene is uh, peak. It is pinnacle. It is perfection. I mean, here's the thing about this as a great action shelf movie. Every action set piece in this movie delivers. Every single (laughs) one is gold. It is just gorgeous. And this is one of them. (laughs) It continually outdoes itself. Because Ben, we did, we had to have a brief scene where Ben Cross says, you've got to kill this guy. So there's not even a chance he will tell them what we're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And the way they decide to do this, the whole gallery viewing the trial is behind bulletproof glass. Yes. Which is interesting. Um, This is interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that in a real court. But um, No. But so they bring this guy in, and he's all beat up from getting hit by a car. He's got his arm in a sling. And I think he's he's got the classic just gauze wrapped around his head. I don't know what that's doing exactly. vague head injury. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just like, um, I don't know. He hit his head, so we'll just do this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love movie injuries um yeah how do you get how's that function um so they uh uh but uh uh-oh they've replaced the judge's water Mm. uh oh god this is amazing and pierce starts to realize what's happening how would anyone make this connection because it's such an absurd she starts to to seize and of course like the 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 police and stuff in there go to her thinking she's having some kind of medical episode. The mm. the bomber is freaking out because he knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but then <laughs> I also love Pierce pulls his gun here and I'm going to to do what? <laughs> he doesn't do anything with it. No, he uh, just he pulls so, it. Yeah. Also, he got a gun into the. I don't even think as a cop they let you have a gun in the courtroom. Uh, Probably I th- not. I think they I, yeah, shut that know. down. I think you have to. Yeah. In fact, I've definitely, once again, I only know from movies and stuff, but I think I've definitely seen, like, scenes where cops turn in their guns before they go into courtrooms on, like, law and order. I mean, it it makes sense. Uh, I think they just keep no weapons in the courtroom as a general policy. Yeah, that makes sense. Probably a good one. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably a good idea. Because you know we don't hear a lot about? Shootouts in courtrooms. (laughs) Not really. Don't, yeah. don't hear about Definitely that. don't hear about this happening. No, no. This is, this is new. And the, the oh, my God. So the judge falls over her stand. And this is great because we actually see her body explode. Right. It's yes, another dummy so nice. packed with explosives. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. and Pierce is, Pierce is doing the action hero thing of, everyone get out. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, going to blow. And screaming. Yeah. You know? just, yeah. Uh, 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 but then the best, John. I love, I love that the the flames are so continual and so hot that the bulletproof glass starts to balloon yep. out. Yep. So fucking funny. That's insane. Uh, and then eventually bursts, and it's just like yes, yes. You're telling me this bullet resistant glass. This is this fire is so hot and so yeah. powerful. It destroys yeah. bullet resistant glass. That is yes. wild, man. That is wild. Because this we got to have Pierce weird... get tossed by the explosion, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And this is a weird choice for the villains to do, because aren't they tipping their hand? They're giving away Well, because this is this works. is where Pierce will figure out how it... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because just before she exploded, she took a sip of that water. The water's the key! And they go in and find, find the pitcher. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and they pour it into the robot who tells them. Well, we don't know. We don't quite know what the robot tells them. All we know is there's a printout, and the partner goes, "That ain't water." <laughs> okay, so I guess that line justifies that clarifies. It's, it's a full that it, replacement. It's not. Yeah, none of it is water. It's not in water. Right. It is the whole thing is the explosive. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to drunk Pierce Brosnan in a bathrobe. Good. What a mess. What a handsome, beautiful mess. He is, because the wife comes to see him to make sure he's okay. He thinks, oh, obviously this is, she's looking to get down. Mm. She's not. I heard later on in the film, there's going to be a minute of this. So, uh, maybe the (laughs) But you want to talk about what a mess he is here. He starts making out with her. She's like, no. And then he just breaks down in tears and starts talking about their dead kid. (laughs) This man is unhinged. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully. Yeah, he's is what a swing from very, very horny to very sad immediately. Well, also, you talk about him being shitty. After he kisses her and she says no, he goes, "Then what'd you even come here for?" Right? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute! Holy fuck! You're only good and, for sex, baby. <laughs> and and you know that the the target audience is like, "Yeah, I want to see some titties." <laughs> You'll get your titties later, fellas. Yeah, but it yeah, is depending it, on which version you're watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God we watched the unrated version. We saw them titties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we actually we haven't talked about. Then the movie doesn't do a lot. Lisa Eilbacher plays Terry, his ex-wife yeah. here. Uh, she's a good actress too. Um, yeah, she uh, best known as Eddie Murphy's love interest in Beverly Hills Cop, which is one of my favorite oh, movies, uh, okay. and I think a future commentary for us at some point because that's a an yeah. action classic. But, I mean, lots of TV appearances and uh, uh, also in movies like An Officer and a Gentleman. Ooh, she's in what I think is a future action shelf movie, 10 to Midnight, the canon Charles Bronson movie. Yeah. That's right. Oh, there, yeah. There's a serial killer on the loose and only Charles Bronson can stop him. Um, since it's a canon Charles Bronson film, I'm guessing she gets murdered horribly. Uh, I Spoiler, she doesn't she's bronson's daughter in that movie but all of her friends get murdered horribly but bronson's got to save his daughter obviously um yeah she's like the main but she's like the main character in that um and then uh, oh god yeah then then this um so yeah good actress uh very attractive woman um which which means she's got to take that top off uh at least in the underrated cut yeah uh which is yeah very canon uh I think the general canon to was always like, look, honey, we don't care what you say as long as you take your tits out, really. That's right, exactly. That's uh that's it. This is also part of the interesting time period of like before the internet was really what it is now, you know. Yeah. And like, well, we got to put it in here. This it, will make people watch it. It will sell the movie. Yeah. That's a weird exactly. thing too. Whereas yeah. now people are like, we don't need this in our movies. Who cares? We can just get it anytime. I will yeah. say I am and and it's it's not like I'm upset about seeing these actors unclothed, but I will say even in modern stuff like on HBO shows, I always roll my eyes at these graphic sex scenes cuz I'm just going yeah. like, yeah. Can we just get back to the it always I'm just like I'm secondhand embarrassed for the actors number 1. Yeah. And number 2, yeah. it's always just like the plot will not be progressed. Very there are, I have seen very few sex scenes that actually do uh, like stuff for character. And you can, yes. and there that's possible. Of 
Yeah, but, and I think that's appropriate. I think oh, that's fine. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm fine with that being. But the movie. whole idea about this sex scene is necessary to the plot is very rarely true. Well, and and if a characters have sex, you can start you can, that. You can, you can imply, imply that. that. Yeah, yeah. But, but here, just it, watching them go at it. Yeah, and also, it's like, what? well, it's another thing. It's another thing too that watching this, you're going like, no one ever has sex like this. He's well, like, no, of course not. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's another is... thing too. I also like um, Apatow's really good at doing like awkward real sex in movies, where you're like, mm. oh yeah, it's mm -hmm. kind of weird and funny and uncomfortable, and yeah, I like that yeah. kind of stuff too. Yes, but here yeah. it's just so like, it's so Cinemax. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very so... Cinemax. That's what I was saying. This yeah. is like um, as a kid when I would watch USA Up All Night, and they mm. would show like exploitation crap like this i watched yeah. i watched a lot of action shelf kind of movies at like midnight on usa uh yeah. and it was stuff like lots of horror and action stuff but mm -hmm. lots of these kind of sex scenes yeah like, um, this is so weird because it's because these these are also true in horror stuff too uh yeah. mm -hmm. horror and action in particular do a lot of these oh yeah. Uh, yeah and that's pretty much all i was watching as a kid so um yeah I just assumed all sex looked like this as a kid. So uh, it must be. Yeah. It must be like that. <laughs> what else could it be, John? So boy was I disappointed when there was no saxophone music. Well, <laughs> I mean, you gotta step up your game, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I've just been having too much bad sex that has that involves <laughs> I don't hear any saxophones. There needs to be a live saxophone player, in my <laughs> Otherwise, is it even... Yeah, is it even sex? Yeah, really, at that point. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so uh, so anyway. Um, oh, God. Bron Silver's playing squash, and Ben Cross shows up in the locker room at the, squ at the squash mm -hmm. club. Oh, that's funny stuff. When he's in the mirror, the he wipes the steam from the mirror, and there's Ben Cross. Yes. Saying the same there thing he says throughout the whole movie, basically. Where's my money? <laughs> uh, there, there's. I wrote down a one-liner from oh, the villain, but I yeah. think I don't think we're there. I don't okay, think we're there yet. Actually. Is it in this scene? Sorry. though? Probably. It's. Yeah. Well, we'll just. Get well, because he that. basically comes here. He goes, "I want my ten million dollars," and now you know I'm serious because I've just killed another senator. Mm. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, the, the, that's, yeah, he demands his money. What's the one-liner? Is it here? Uh, someone's going to blow you wide open. Yes. Quite literally. Yes. Uh, yes. That is, uh, that is here. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't write that down, actually. Someone's going to blow you wide open quite literally. <laughs> It's just so funny. It's very fun. Because, yeah, that's his whole thing. It's just kind of like, well, I've blown up the other senators, so it's on you, Ron Silver. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it basically Ben Cross just keeps showing up to go, do you have my 10 million yet? No? No? Then no okay, explosions! Well, uh, <laughs> I guess you'll blow up then. Mm. And I did think, like, so if he blows up Ron Silver, then he's blown up all the guys who owe him money. Then what, do do? Money, so. yeah, yeah. then what do you do? Yeah, then what are you going to do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's another classic villain going like, well, I don't quite understand what this guy's end game is. Um, 
I guess he can. I, I mean, and the other thing I thought about too, couldn't he make way more than $10 million selling this insane formula for the perfect hidden explosive device to criminals and such? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. What, but what, instead he murdered the person who developed the, the yeah, you know, yeah. the explosives. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Uh, yeah. Another dumb villain. Uh, yep. So the thing the FBI figures out is that all the senators who have been blown up were had had signed on uh, to an anti arms bill. Okay, but the only were one... they the only three who did? It seems like because they say the only one left alive is Ron Silver, so he must be the next target. So if they, they all sponsored... signed on to an anti arms deal bill, that I and guess... they're the only ones, then it passed. They is sponsored that... it. I don't. Th I think it's up for vote, is what they say. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. They sponsored okay. the bill. Okay. Yeah. Right. They. Yeah. They sponsored it. Okay. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, but Ben Cross wants to stop that because they were supposed to buy arms. So basically, what this implies is they were going to buy arms from Ben Cross. They yes. then didn't, and instead decided to ban arms sales. Yeah, they did a one one eighty on it. That's, Maybe to that's, hide their guilt. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know. That's pretty nuts, though. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, or so they could get more money, because we'll find out later that Ron Silver's being paid off, but paid off by who? The anti-gun people? Yeah, you know, the anti-gun lobby. <laughs> and, all, and all their money and influence. <laughs> Very lu lucrative anti-gun money that's yeah, in government. That's what I don't understand. They don't make it we get that Ron Silver's crooked, but I don't quite understand who's paying him off. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Once again, he's sponsored. Isn't an anti-arms bill a good thing? <laughs> right. Corruption isn't just three senators. It's not really how that works. Right. But, all right. but also, like yeah. I said, they're they're sponsoring less guns, which I'm so I'm on board for this bill, conceivably. You'd think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Weird, weird. Boy, this movie is really uninterested in exploring any of this. <laughs> oh, the um, the actual like plot mechanics of the movie make no sense. It's all about these yeah. awesome action scenes. <laughs> yeah, they clearly this the screenwriter was like, Okay, we're gonna have an explosion in a car, we're gonna have an explosion in a restaurant, we're gonna have an explosion in a uh <laughs> in a uh uh, courtroom you know yeah. they clearly yeah. had those yes. set up yes and then there's just very loose threads in between well these it's set it's i mean clearly the whole movie was sold on the idea of what if there's this water people drink that makes them explode great right exactly. what's the plot i don't know but that's gonna happen a whole bunch in it right exactly yes. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't uh, it doesn't really matter and pierce bros is gonna is run around thread that connects the various yeah, scenes with explosions. The basic plot is just Pierce Brosnan running around from explosion to explosion, right? Like, that's pretty much mm. the whole movie. So uh, Pierce... Quick question. Yes. Did he ever explain the name of the movie? Live Wire? No. Okay. Just curious. Just wondering. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Because there's no wires involved in this type of bomb. Not in obviously. this type of bomb. Pierce uses some wires at the end of the movie, but I don't think that has to do with anything. But it's, it doesn't have anything to do with the Plot. No, I think it's just—I guess... think it's just another uh, action thing, you know. Yeah, like we yes. talk about it, where they just sort of grab like action movie sounding things. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So they, uh, uh, oh, so Pierce is all pissed because Ron yes. Silver is the next target, and he's like, "Well, maybe we shouldn't stop this guy." Because uh, <laughs> it'd be good if he's he like, maybe we shouldn't he... stop him, but also my wife is in danger. Yes, so that's like the thing. Was this leads to the most Bondian scene, which is Pierce Brosnan 
infiltrating Ron Silver's house. Yes. Like all the yes. scenes where he's sort of doing a crouch run, I just was in my head going, dun 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 yeah, the, the Goldeneye uh, soundtrack was definitely playing in my mm-hmm, head at this point. Mm-hmm. It yeah. definitely is. Uh, and so, yeah, because he's running around. Because he, he parks his car outside the gate, sets off the car alarm mm-hmm. to distract Ron Silver's the bodyguards, guards. then you, sneaks in. You are so incompetent. I don't quite understand how he hacks the security system. We see him entering numbers into it, and the door opens. Mm-hmm. I don't fully yeah. understand how he does that. Does he just guess the password? <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. There's no cue because, like in the beginning of Goldeneye, when he's infiltrating, he has like a cue device that figures out the numbers, that right. kind of stuff. Bond can do that kind of stuff. You're just an FBI bomb expert. I don't understand. I think he just knows the password. He's like sixty nine, sixty nine. That's it. That is a MacGruber joke. Uh, six nine, six nine. Every. Uh, I highly recommend. We recommend MacGruber because it totally parodies uh-huh. everything on the show. But if you guys haven't seen the Peacock continuation series of McGruber, mm. there's a whole thing where he has multiple safes and they're all 6969, 6969, 6969, every one of them. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand. This one has six numbers. 6969, 6969, yes. Uh, you know. <laughs> it's very funny, very funny. Um, um. And then, yeah, just <laughs> Ron Silver comes home, and Pierce comes. Does Pierce have a gun at this point? I think so. I think yeah, he does have I a gun so. on him, and he goes, "You stupid son of a bitch! If I can get in here, anyone can get in here. You're putting my wife in danger." Trying to, and and uh, Ron Silver's with his wife at this yes, point. Yes, like he sees the two yeah. of them. This is a weird take of like. I'm proving that you're incompetent, but I'm also technically proving that I am a psychotic man who breaks into people's homes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> very strange. It is, uh, it is very weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he proves his point, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, sure. then he has his, I'm not quite sure how this works. Uh, he has the, the insurance investigator from earlier who I'd forgotten about until this scene right. gets a file on Ron Silver in his house, I guess, because he's insured. Except he's not insured, as we'll find out later. Which is weird, yep. but okay. But he's just talking about, like, uh, he's like, there's no way a senator's salary could afford a house like that. Uh, <laughs> which is very 1992 funny. is a different time. Yeah. Then. Uh, he goes, he must be getting paid off. And she's trying to go, well, no, he got these things on cost, and the house is a fixer-upper. And he's like, no, I refuse to believe it. He's corrupt. And, of course, he will be. I just think that's – it's so, like – once again, it's like, oh, I guess he's not unhinged. He's just totally right. Never mind. Sorry, Pierce. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah, not good. That's not a good lesson in this movie. <laughs> But it is the lesson that problematic dads from the Ooh, early yeah. 90s did. I knew that guy sucked. Just like my yeah. wife's boyfriend. He probably yeah. sucks. Uh, I should break into his house yeah. and threaten him with a gun. Uh, that's a lot of work. I'm just going to get another bud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's probably the guy who's going, Woo, Pierce drinks the same beer I do. Like, yeah, exactly. like Pierce Brosnan has ever had a Budweiser probably in reality. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember what the, is it Heineken that sponsors the Bond movies? I think it is. 
They're that the makes yeah. Sense, they're yeah. the they're the one. So Bond only drinks Heineken because they pay to make sure everything is yeah. paid in those movies, right? Aston oh, course, Martin pays, so he drives that. You're the watch Spectra, company, yeah, you know. yeah. Everything is like that. Yeah, everything in Bond. Mm -hmm. They 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 make back that. This is like a secret of that franchise is they make back their budget before the movie even comes out with sponsorship deals. <laughs> And the, the fact that it's always been that way is very interesting. From the very start, yeah. that was like an early kind of ingenious decision by uh, Cubby Broccoli, who started that franchise. Mm -hmm. Like uh, he was mm -hmm. always just like, "Wait, we can if we make everything look cool, we can pay people to put stuff in the movie, uh, or yeah. people can pay yeah, us to put true. stuff in the movie." Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, he's corrupt. Uh, they run the lab to oh, so the partner meanwhile is doing all the actual work because he's run all the lab test experiments on it. And this is mm -hmm. where they figure out that when mixed with acid, and any mm. acid will do. I also thought that that would be important because they talk about not You'd only think. will an antacid stop it, but they talk about, no, it's not just stomach acid. It's any acid. Well, it kind of comes up because there's the, the lemonade. Uh, uh, oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Oh, so in yeah. a way, it does. It does, yeah. but it's 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 just so weirdly not spotlighted. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then of course Pierce goes, "Well, wait, where's the senator's next event? Oh, he's at the he's going to be opening a kids center downtown. That must be where they're going to strike." I don't know yeah. how he figures that out, but uh, it's a guess. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but still, you'd be dr yeah. Uh, yeah, the lemonade doesn't really come into play, though, does it? Would you be... Were you at all surprised? Like, I, I called that it was going to be the fountain in the scene immediately. Yeah. Because there's so much... It draws so much attention to yeah, itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm so, I'm so happy it was right. It's John, this scene was crazy. This, this, uh, is, this sequence is the highlight of the movie. <laughs> this whole I, sequence. I think so. Just the dramatic wheeling of a lemonade stand up a, a ramp into a fountain for some reason yeah. is so funny to me. And they're yeah. fighting over this lemonade stand. It's, well, because God, yeah, because Pierce comes great. in here, he sees the, the... Well, this is the scene where the ex-wife goes, I really wish you'd stop introducing me to people as if we're dating to Ron Silver. Which makes me go, yes. wait, what is this relationship then? Right. Maybe it was just a fling, you know. Maybe yeah. it's just like Well, cuz when they yeah. arrived together, I thought, well, Jesus, Pierce is really out of control cuz clearly they're a couple at this point yeah. like out in the open. But then she says that and I go, "Well, wait a minute. What is this then?" Then what are <laughs> So is he just creeping? Is is the senator just being very creepy and just I telling think, everybody that they're dating, you I know? Think that's, like... I think this is yet another I think that's supposed to be the case because I think this is supposed to be another moment where we're supposed to be like, "Yeah, I don't like this guy." Yeah, exactly. But that's a They're... weird choice. Yes, because they don't like any sort of gray, you right? The uh, gray morality here. Like this they, movie would be like, better. No, he's just a bad guy. This movie would be okay. better if the senator was decent. Yeah, that'd be more interesting. And mm -hmm. Pierce has to acknowledge he's wrong, even if he and the wife get back together. I, I thought the movie was going to go. Hey, actually, you're all right. I'm sorry. I was such a dick to you. Even if she goes back with they, Pierce, it's like, oh, he's actually not a bad guy. No, Pierce yeah. is just right. He's a huge piece of shit, and he's going to die for it. They kind of work together in the in the last. That's where act. I thought that was going to be the thing. Well, that's a classic action movie thing, right? To be like, yeah. actually, man, you're all right. But it's so unceremonious that like 
I I almost forgot that he did die. You know what I mean? Oh God, but, yeah. It's yeah. just like, well, he's um, dead, but don't worry, Pierce is okay. That's what you should yeah. focus on. Exactly, because uh, they don't mention it. Yeah, but yeah. No, they don't. They don't yeah. ever mention that this guy died. Uh, yeah, and then we'll talk about. I will say, for a movie we love, it does have one of the stupidest endings of any one of the movies yeah. we've watched. Uh, it sure does. Yeah. <laughs> I really it's very weird. I think I damaged my eyes rolling them at that last scene. Um <laughs> God. Oh, oh, they hurt. Uh, I didn't think my eyes could go that far back into my head yeah. while I'm rolling them. Oh yeah. dear God. Oh. Um yeah. so uh let's see here. Uh oh yeah, yeah. So Pierce comes barging in here and uh <laughs> the wife's about to take a drink of water and he slaps her. No! Don't drink that! But of course, he looks crazy because they're evacuating everything at this point. Yeah. And they go, no, this is just water. And I like the organizer of this event goes, you idiot. You just evacuated everyone for nothing. Which is one of those things where it's like, uh, things get evacuated for the possible bomb threat all the time. I don't think you can say Pierce yeah. is like out of line. But don't worry. Wasn't, hmm? wasn't the event organizer in on it? Yes, he's, that, the, he's the he's yeah. the yes he's the in, we haven't found that out yet but we'll find out he's the inside okay. man. I wanted to I wanted to make sure I saw that correctly. Yes, yeah, he's he's working for Ben Cross, and also okay, Ben yeah. Cross is here because we see him going. Damn it! Why? Why is he here? I don't That's know. a terrible. He's idea. been at don't none be at of the scene of the crime. No, he's no. He was actually he was at the one at the beginning, wasn't he? When the restaurant blew, he was waiting outside oh, yeah. to drive the waiter away. You know, in case Where's... anybody was on the street and could see them. Where's the like FBI doing any amount of investigation? Being like, now who's this person? <laughs> yeah. like, why are they watching this? Let's zoom in here a little bit. <laughs> Let's look for this person. Well, I said, I, I mean, it's like a that was in like a downtown street. You would think somebody would have witnessed the explosion and then seen Some. two guys drive away fast. Well, that's I mean, that's another staple of of action shelf movies. Even if the protagonists are part of law enforcement, mm -hmm. law enforcement as a practice is almost non-existent. Oh in, yeah, yeah. In, in these movies, it's always up to to, the, to just our main characters. The, exactly. The, yes. the, all of yeah. a sudden, law enforcement has no resources. Although this movie's interesting, as I said, the partner's doing all the actual practical investigating and then just right, telling exactly. Pierce stuff. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yes. But other than the two of them, nobody's doing anything about no. these bombings. Apparently. No. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We, we don't, yeah, we don't see any coordination with police or Secret Service or any. Nope. Pierce Brosnan is never checking in with his superior. Like, no. should I break into this home? No, he's just a rogue agent. He's just being James Bond. Yes, that is like, it. Honestly, like, honestly. And that's the thing with James Bond, though, is that's baked in, is he is just one man out in the field who can't rely on anyone else. Exactly. That's the yeah, appeal that's of that. Of but this guy is yeah. an FBI agent in Washington, D.C., where the FBI <laughs> is based. <laughs> he should be checking in maybe a little bit more. I will say, you know? sign of a quality movie actually shot on location in Washington, D.C. That's true. That's true. And you can see it. Not it looks a good. You can see, yeah, no, you can see the Capitol and stuff, right? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But then Pierce goes, wait a minute. What's that clown doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> and then. It was a clown. Well, and, and I will say, uh, if, if you follow us on our social medias, I, we always put up a preview image of the movies we're covering. This week, we did put out an image of Pierce fighting the clown. Because yeah. how could you not? What other image could you pull from this movie? Um, it's, it's perfect. Pierce and the clown get 
get it on, man, in this fountain, and it's yeah. going. And this fight Pearson is... the Clown, get yeah, down. Absolutely, man. And this is just... It's objectively not a good fight, but it's also a great fight. It's a lot of haymakers, man. Yes. A lot of big yeah. swing back punches. Uh, Classic. I do like at a certain point, Pierce is trying to drown the clown. Like, like fully trying to kill him. Yes, like, yes. Fully. Yeah, no, no attempt to arrest and question. It's just, this no. man must die. Once again, very Bondian license to kill, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yes. But FBI generally, you're you can't no. get away with drowning somebody no. in public. You don't even hear that much about the FBI killing people per se. Not like local uh, police. Not not this country. I mean, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, well, well yeah. I guess I'm thinking more CIA. The CIA. Yeah, yeah uh, FBI is is domestic. Uh, yeah. Uh, not so much anymore. They had that run in the '90s with all the like Waco and stuff like that, and uh, yes. and Ruby Ridge yes. where they went through. I think there well, are... this is John. This yeah, this. I guess this is the the trigger happy FBI of the '90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were killing everybody. So yeah, it's just like die clown. Even though once again. <laughs> regardless of whether it's ethical to kill this guy it's also stupid because you could arrest him and then find out who he's working for no oh, yeah pierce is going yeah. to drown him but uh i do like that i do like how quick these guys are to suicide too where they're like mm -hmm. that's right pierce i've activated myself Mwahahaha. was was he wanting to blow up i'm i'm trying i'm legitimately trying to remember. i can't tell actually but he does sort of go like it's over fbi agent yeah <laughs> And both of the both of their heads get dunked underwater at some point while they're fighting. Yes, it's, Pierce Brosnan just got lucky enough to not get a swig of it. Yeah, I guess mouth. he didn't swallow yeah. any of it. Was I guess the yeah. thing? Uh, yeah. Also, I don't think they go into how they managed to fill up an entire fountain with this stuff. Because if you think about <laughs> a whole fountain, because like even just like a sip of it in a human body, yeah, would would create such a massive explosion it melts bulletproof glass right a whole fountain of that yeah with with that level like a city with that level dc like what it would like, but, you, but, but you'd here? have to get the you'd have to introduce the acid into the fountain you wouldn't drink it okay, okay. but which they don't which, I, I guess the plan was they were going to push the lemonade into they, it which would they, be the acid yeah that it would take purchased out and uh they purchased a bunch of lemonade yeah you know uh, they purchased a, a cart of some sort, uh, and it's like this is part of the plan. This the guy very silly. The idea that the, the idea that Pierce gets time to stop this guy because he's struggling to get this cart up some steps. <laughs> he's like, I gotta, I gotta get it to the fountain, but I can't quite. It's hard to maneuver. It's heavy with lemonade. There's just so much lemonade in the stand. <laughs> And I think that around that time is when Ben Cross is like, that's it. I'm out of here. This isn't going to go well. <laughs> this was a silly plan <laughs> now was, that I think about it. It was a silly <laughs> But yeah, you're right. This would take out uh, a good like couple of blocks of DC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to take out Ron. There was no better way to take out Ron Silver. Uh, than to fill an entire fountain. Which, with yeah. This which chemical how easy is this chemical to produce you know <laughs> like they seem to have an unlimited supply <laughs> right <laughs> i guess that's what they're making in their bad guy factory i guess so <laughs> they just have yeah. giant vats of this stuff but also <laughs> to get it into the fountain means they'd have to cut off the water pipe yep. and then and then have the thing but that means they'd also 
Because you think if they're not diluting it, they'd also have to empty the fountain, right? Yes, yes. So they'd have to get into water work, like city works at <laughs> yeah. some point. And, and there's, like... no, there's no scene that even bothers to try to indicate they did that. Nope. They're just nope. like, and oh, it took me a second also... to even go like, oh, wait, the fountain is full of the stuff, isn't it? Cause, right, cause it just, right. That's such an implausible thing. Uh, I mean, it makes no sense, no. but like, yeah, it's the... How do you get the water out of They'd have to drain the fountain and then start right. it again with it now pumping water from their chemical. Yeah, they would need some in people in in like city works, you know what I mean? And like they as would far need... as the movie shows, it's basically just these two guys running the I show. I think it's it feels like it. Yeah. 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 They've got maybe some like three. Yeah, well, yeah, cuz we've got the guy that. inside Ron Silver's camp. Exactly. Which I understand yeah. why that guy couldn't just kill him, but um yeah. I don't know. Well, I love the idea too that you they have to kill them this way. <laughs> yeah why why, why you already do got this like I... ron silver's aide is in it with them couldn't he just shoot the guy or whatever or just pour him a glass of water and it's whatever i don't know why yeah. this has to be like a huge we got to kill all these kids at this event I then just, they'll listen well, i don't understand why fill it with why fill a fountain yeah go through the trouble of filling a fountain mm -hmm. and then not blowing it up in the movie you yeah. know what i mean right yeah part of me was very disappointed oh, yeah, no, the that the lemonade either. But Didn't also, forget that if you already if you already have a hijack lemonade stand, yeah. just 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 sell beverages to people that they're full of it, and then a bunch of people will blow up. Yeah, that's a you'd great have people idea. blowing up here, there, every like if they I would really put a damper on things. Well, because they needed they needed the turn, you know, because they wanted it. They set it up like it was going to be the like the water the water because like, that because pierce dramatically yeah. you know the pictures of water on the stage so they needed that like the rug to be pulled out so they needed to set that up like it's not an attack oh you're wrong but and I, then this oh, is obviously wait, too no. expensive for the movie if they were like wait if it's not that and then they just start mm -hmm. seeing random people start seizing because they've been selling yes. like water bottles that would have mm -hmm. been cool yeah i kind of want to remake cool. live wire with like a bigger budget <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I like the idea of like a bunch, like a bunch of dear God, yeah. And then Ooh, and somebody to, like, blows up there, away. so he blows up there, and you're like, mm -hmm. Christ, you know, like once again, like I, I just think, yeah, it is kind of a this movie is very fun, but it is kind of a shame because this same plot, which is insane, but with a bigger budget, the chaos you could cause in a film with this same weapon, with like a hundred million dollars, would be wild. If they are already. Uh, like have an inn in the city in city infrastructure. Yeah. Why not just put it in in the water, like yeah. the city's water? Well, I don't understand like, how that's not the third act of like that's the ultimate. Right? Well, that's that's getting to Bondian levels, right? Then it's like that's where, raising the stakes because then it's not about I'm going to kill you, Ron Silver. It's like pay me or this city blows up. Because how like if he kills Ron Silver, he doesn't get the money. No, I so, don't like, understand. He's not holding. He, you're right. He's not. He should be killing innocent people to hold them hostage, not killing yes. the people who actually owe him the money. Oh, this right. ba this exactly. bad guy is very dumb. He has <laughs> he does have an incredibly powerful weapon, but he's using it very stupidly. Very stupidly, yeah. like he could easily hold Washington D.C. hostage. We should have him on like a video conference with the president at this point, going like, right, "Any exactly. city in America could become a you know a war yeah. zone if I put this yeah. into the water supply." You know, 
or maybe everybody in DC has already drank the substance, and now he has a way to activate there you individual. Go. There you go. Yes. So that, like yeah. everybody has that. That's the thing, Mr. Him. President. They're already infected. You know. Exactly, oh, and then he he <laughs> he blows somebody up for as an example. Yeah. like it could be anyone. Well, that, that's know? also a cool idea. Is he, he alone controls the ability to do it rather than it just kind of happening? Yes, but we exactly. have to talk about how we do dispose of this clown because this scene is next <laughs> level. I was I was. <laughs> this, so, this, this is so John. This is so funny because so you, yeah, we see a, a a kid in a wheelchair get pushed over at yes. some point. Which, yeah, because everyone in the crowd funny. is panicking. Yeah, I did. I did yeah. write that. Yeah, it was very and I'm always very funny. Back the wheelchair. Yeah, Pierce <laughs> sees the wheelchair and he's like, "Grab that wheelchair!" <laughs> and and they, then they're like, "We've got ten seconds." It's I like, do love the idea that they figure out it's exactly thirty seconds to so start your watches, everybody. Right, and exactly. this is the thing they where know. I'm going. Okay, so this guy isn't detonated by any control it just is 30 seconds from when he ingests it which seems to so, once again okay. contradict what we saw earlier maybe what they were doing was not setting it off they were just they were timing just it maybe time? but it really there was like a beeping noise and it really made it seem like that it's bad filmmaking no matter what yes. right like but yes. i think i think you're right that is what it's supposed to be but it really seemed like they had a they had a detonator on their watch it really does read that way, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, that is not. So they get him in, they get the seizing clown. Because <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind as we're describing all this, this villain we're talking about is in full clown getup. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And then yeah. Pierce gets him in this wheelchair and then starts rolling him and at a certain point just releases the wheelchair and he hits like a hot dog stand or something and just fucking goes up in a fireball. Which is so good. This yeah. is. Uh, I'm sad we don't get like him rolling down a hill. I was really yes. hoping they like roll him down a hill or something. Although but, that's yeah. good, but I do kind of like the fact that it's flat. Means Pierce has to push him for a while to get momentum. Right. That's kind of fun. Right. Because I thought he was just gonna that push him, good. but then when he's running with him, I thought, what the? Oh right, he's got to get him going, and he's like, yeah, yeah to get him away from the people. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so good. This scene is amazing. I mean, this is no no question. This is going to be come back for the shelfies for best explosion, right? I think so. I mean, yeah. come on, because <laughs> it's just it's not even the explosion itself. It's just the whole build up, and I mean, the explosion's good, yeah. but the it's, it's the context of the explosion that makes it legendary. It does kind of remind me of that Mac and Me clip that Paul Rudd always brings to. Uh... <laughs> it's it's on that level. You could show this out of context, and it would be hilarious. Too. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and yes, exactly. by the way, everybody, going. I looked this up on YouTube because I sent it to some people last night. You can there is a video that's just Pierce Brosnan versus exploding clown. You can just watch this thirty second good, sequence. Good. So yeah, Great. yeah. I can't wait to revisit. Yeah, this moment. and the video is literally called Pierce Brosnan versus exploding clown. Um, so <laughs> check that out. It's very funny. I did watch it a couple times again last night. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. So this is all insane. Uh, so oh, that he, he blows up. Uh, cut to, I feel like I missed something here because suddenly mm. Pierce is in the bath and his wife has got her legs around him. And I go, wait a minute. When did these two reconcile? I guess she got Jeez. so turned on seeing him push that exploding clown out of the way <laughs> that she just had to I have him. I think that's what we're led to believe because Pierce Brosnan unequivocally saved a bunch of people's lives. Oh yeah, yeah, you he's know? a full-on hero. He was right. Yeah, yeah. 
this so is she's this just is his like mo- I'm going to push aside heroic, all yeah. the problematic aspects. And I did uh, think actually this is I the thing about horny. the very dumb sex scene that follows. This is sexier yeah. than the sex scene is just her with her legs around the bathtub like massaging That's... his back. That's far more sensual. And like That's intimate the specificity that makes uh, intimacy in a film more interesting. Yeah. Other than just like mechanical thrusting, you know. Right. Um, she's in she's in like a a kind of loose robe. He's in the tub. Mm-hmm. She's got her legs mm-hmm. out in a very sort of sexy manner. I'm going like, oh, this is this is. I mean, it's like very movie posed, kind of is. erotic. Yes. But it it actually does feel like some heat here. And then they and then it, then it gets very silly. Yeah. And then it, <laughs> well, because this scene, I'm this scene, I'm watching right. The when we get right. to the sex scene, I'm laughing at it. <laughs> right, that's right. the thing that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you thought the clown exploding was funny. When, Wait till you see this sex scene. Well, it's it is the saxophone too. <laughs> yes, it's not that song, but it might as well be. It might as well be Careless yeah. Whisper. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, they uh, then they get they get down, man. They, you know, they, they are like this. It feels full on uh, Cinemax. Like well, it's just because I'll tell you something. Not, I, and we see it a lot in these action shelf movies. And it's once again, this is secondhand embarrassment for actors is the yeah. kissing of the breast and nipples really weirds me out. Cause like, that's not a thing you can fake. And that's so bizarre. I can't imagine asking actors to do that. It's pretty graphic. Yeah. <laughs> like just like, Yes, to show that on, like, an actor, because, yeah, because, again, because the face is involved, so the actor needs yeah. to, do, like, actually do that. Right. It's strange. It's, yeah, yeah, it's that weird area that different actors need to, like, right. well, we're doing this thing, you know, it's business, yeah. it's, it's very uncomfortable, but, again, it doesn't even need to be in there at all, so, like, no. It, like, don't the, need the scene could have cut at when he pulls her into the tub, and you're like, oh, they're going to... Yes. They're gonna go out. That That's is- where I would have ended. The, I would have like panned uh, away from them up, and then we would have cut to another, like dissolved to another scene. That's just that me, feels though. Bond to me. Yeah, that feels like Bond. Yes, you know. Well, because Bond. I, I mean, one of the reasons I love the Bond movies is they are sexy, but they're not graphic. It's all about the attitude of sex and the implications. Mm-hmm. And those movies are always far sexier to me than the really graphic R-rated stuff. Uh, Like I said, like all the stuff, people keep their clothes on, but it's all about like, oh yeah, it's the idea of sex in those movies. Yes. Uh, It's just part of the aesthetic of the film. This is just like, as I said, you do, I start laughing when I see, because you're also just going like, I don't know what the hell this. This movie, I don't think it had any of, something we talk about a lot on Meet the Monsters, because we get a lot of sex scenes on there too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Are the gauzy curtains that a lot of them are shot through. This doesn't have that, but those are a favorite of, Brendan and I love, the white gauzy curtains that kind of part and they're in this bed. Oh my God. Or the classic, uh, uh, water running down a window in that's, the room. You that's know? good. That's it. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The hunger, the David Bowie vampire movie from the eighties is very <laughs> sexy like that. Lots of gauzy shots yeah. of, of sex scenes and stuff like that. Cause David Bowie is a sexy vampire. Uh, mm-hmm. which makes sense actually that's perfect casting uh yeah, yeah. but uh yeah so uh so they have their this in our yeah. uh, in our unrated cut we uh we saw this full minute long sex scene um <laughs> great uh meanwhile ben cross calls ron silver again to threaten him 
but this also the the timing of this is weird because we just saw Pierce Brosnan having sex, but this is obviously way later because Ben Cross is on the phone with Ron Silver, and all of a sudden a gun gets put to Ron Silver's head, and it's Pierce. I don't quite yeah. know why he put a gun, to, but I do love. I wrote this down. He 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 grabs the phone from him and goes, "I'm sorry, the senator can't talk right now. He's got a gun to his head." Click. <laughs> <laughs> great one line yeah but uh oh he goes i assume this is uh agent o'neill of the fbi well don't worry i'll be sending your wife over very soon and we right, come to find exactly. out that he has sent the inside man who is ron silver's aide to go pick up the wife mm -hmm. but pierce mm -hmm. tries calling the house to warn her but it's the mother-in-law picks up and goes i don't think she should talk to pierce and puts him on yeah. hold, but doesn't hang up, so you can't call again. Piece of shit. That's not like I understand. I understand. I mean, maybe the mo mother-in-law doesn't know that they've gotten back together. Whatever. Yeah. Obviously, just doesn't like peers. Yeah. But that's he. He works in the FBI, and he's calling know? with like, "You need to get on the phone now. It's a matter of life and death, or whatever." And she's like, Ugh, "Yeah, that exactly. asshole." Exactly. <laughs> Just a terrible decision. I really don't, bad. I don't and actually, we never see her again after this, so I can assume she was killed by this smack to the face. I think, uh. <laughs> yeah, I think when she got smacked to the face, she just died. And I'm and sure audiences, I'm sure once again, like, yeah, from the, the problematic. Yeah, that's right. Hit her again. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we love a mother-in-law getting hit. Because uh, <laughs> these are guys who would talk about my bitch of a mother-in-law. Oh. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. I'll tell yeah, you that right now. Definitely. She turned my wife against me. That's what happened. Poisoned her yeah, mind. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely not my my anger issues or drinking <laughs> problem. No, that's not what did it. What issues or problems? Come on. Come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? I got no problems. Yeah. Um, so, the <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is where now uh, they, they go outside and they just start getting machine gunned at Brosnan and Silver as they step outside. Because mm -hmm. now Ben... Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is where I'm going like... Dude, so we just abandoned the water bomb formula and we're just going to send an army to slaughter Ron Silver at his house? Apparently, yes. This is what yeah. it's come So this is what it's come to. Uh, I guess. And so this is where... This is the third act we are given, unfortunately. Oh, but it's pretty great because Brosnan starts it going, is. all right, what do you have in the house? I'm going to start making bombs. And That's I, I live for this shit. As somebody, as a kid yes. who grew up loving MacGyver and the A-Team and stuff, I love like... Uh, or like Rambo movies also have this kind of stuff in them. Um, actually, Bond eventually Sky. One of my favorite parts of Skyfall is when he's building all the traps and stuff. Uh, uh, he fills mm -hmm. the he fills the um, the light bulbs with screws and then puts a shotgun shell in them. So when they flip it on, it <laughs> it explodes with the shrapnel. Love that man. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, awesome. Uh, so yeah, so he starts. Uh, let's see. I, I wrote down everything he builds here. So uh, Pierce makes explosives. Uh, oh, yeah. This first one is just like a fire trap because a guy goes into the mm. kitchen, and as soon as he opens the door, it's almost like a deadly Home Alone thing. This this, yes. this basically like uh, uh, makeshift flamethrower just lights him up. And then this really works out for Pierce because while the guy's on fire, he just turns and fires his machine gun and kills the other henchmen in the room. This was... There's a lot of people on fire in this movie, John. Yeah, but there this are. is 
I think this is the cream of the crop yeah. as far as somebody being somebody being on fire and then shooting everybody else in the room. <laughs> Irrationally, so I don't quite understand funny. why that happened, but I loved I every know. second of it. Why would it's this then very, cause him to, to to turn around and just open up? Yeah. I I wanted I wanted Pierce to pop up and just go, well, that was a freebie. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that's great. So that guy uh, does all that. Uh... So then they they. Uh... Oh, and then another guy uh, gets knocked off of the second floor and lands on some kind of jagged glass sculpture that impales him. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty... right. And that has a great, because Ben Cross, it happens right in front of Ben Cross. He doesn't have a line, he just goes like, ugh. And he flips the table. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. He just pissed. God damn it. Which is very funny, yeah. This is who I have to work with. Ugh. Uh, so that's... That's great. Uh, they go into Ron Silver's bedroom, and and uh, of course he goes. So this is where all the action happens. And then he hits him with any congressional page boys under the bed. Come on, Pierce. Like, <laughs> he also find a bunch of KY uh, or like uh, Vaseline or something. Yes, he's he like, does. Mm, he goes plans for later or something like that. Yeah, it is something about that. He's like mm, Vaseline, but that will help because he mixes Vaseline and acetone. Yes. And then, oh, and then he and I don't I don't fully understand how all this works. So he mixes the gasoline and acetone. So he's got this mm -hmm. jelly substance that he then uh, pries. He pries saran wrap or something. Yeah, or? yeah, saran, yeah. and then he puts that in saran wrap, wraps that up. He pries open the light switch cover and jams this thing into the light switch, so that when they yeah. come in and flip on the switch, it just blows up. Yes, I don't quite understand how that works, but I, I'll go with it. I mean, you know, I'm willing to. This is by far not the most ridiculous thing. No, no, and it's very, it's, it's all very exciting. Yes. Uh, and the, but the movie's just going like, you know, come on, this is just what's happening. Uh, yeah, like bomb stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I like the the inside man brings the wife, but then he goes to Ben Cross. He goes, "Hey, man, this is as far as I go. I, I didn't sign up for this shit." Ben Cross is like, "Yeah, that's that's great, man. Yeah, take off." And then he just fucking shoots the guy. Of course, like. Because why would he? Why would he not? Like yeah. I don't understand. This guy's like now we've blown up several people in public and killed many random bystanders. But this, this is too far. Okay, <laughs> this is too far. Uh, and Interesting then time. we need the final proof that Ron Silver is crooked. So when Pierce is looking for supplies in the attic, he punches into the wall, and there's just a bunch of cash lining the walls, which leads yeah, to... Yeah, because he was pulling the pipe out of the wall, right? Yes, he's and pulling the pipe out of the wall, and it rips open the drywall, and there's cash. And this leads to, I think, his most Bondian one-liner, where he goes, you certainly did put money into this house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and then my favorite of his gadgets here is he's filled okay. a, a metal pipe with nails... And then he puts a light bulb in the end of it and yes. and plugs that light bulb in, which charges the thing. I don't quite... How does this work exactly? There's, there's explosives in there as well. Like yeah, I think he, he, yeah, I think he puts some kind of... Some kind of explosive gunpowder stand-in. Yeah. Don't, they don't clear. fully go into how he gets that going. I think it's yeah. fertilizer, maybe. Oh, you're right. It is fertilizer. Because yes. we see him grab a box of fertilizer. So okay, so that actually does make some sense. So he puts the fertilizer yeah. in there, and then a bunch of nails, then plugs the 
other side of it with a light bulb that he then plugs mm -hmm. in, which fire the yes. nails. And you got to love, this is the thing, not only does it hit the guy, we consciously see them all hit the guy in the throat, which yes. is very... It has to be the throat. We, love, <laughs> we do love throat trauma on the action shelf, too. It has the best... Like, and that would be a spread shot like a shotgun. It wouldn't. Yeah, I don't have, think it would. Like, it's, it's a perfect like. Wouldn't be a circular pattern just mm -hmm. in the throat mm -hmm. area. Yeah, because yeah. it's out of control. He's firing yeah. from a makeshift gun. Who knows where that stuff would go? It's amazing to right. hit the guy at all. But all the nails perfectly land in a grouping right in his throat, and it was yes. it was pretty awesome though. It was pretty great. Uh, so uh, yeah, Pierce uses that, but uh oh. All the henchmen are dead, but here's Ben Cross coming up with the wife and a gun to her head. Oh, no. And he's like, everybody, just be cool. But, oh, <laughs> no. he's not, It's not enough that he's got a gun to her head. He's also ingested the explosive because his eyes turn red. And as he says to... Is, as, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, this is why I don't understand. I'm sorry. Why is this turned to suicide for this guy now? Yeah. <laughs> why didn't he pour it in the wife? Like, yeah. why didn't he pour it? Well, like you said, that we thought made... that would have been the, the more thrilling ending. He's got to get the antacid or the calcium into her to save mm -hmm. her. Um, yeah. But when he starts diffuse, when his eyes turn red, he does say, diffuse this one. <laughs> uh, and they, this is for 30 seconds. They go on because Pierce grabs the wife away from her as this guy's cackling and seizing. And yes. he gets her in this like paint bucket on a rope that he lowers her down. He, this is taking a while, like a long time. Yeah. But then, yeah. uh oh, he's gonna blow. So he and Ron Silver have to jump from the roof of the house. And him and Ron Silver are handcuffed together. Like at Correct. some point, they handcuffed each other together. I think he, yeah, he handcuffed him. He handcuffed himself to Ron Silver so he didn't run off at some point during he, this. Yes. Because yes. he's gonna arrest him for the bribes, right? Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's when when he finds the money is when he handcuffs him, if I'm not mistaken, because he's like, and you're also so, yeah. going to jail. But that is, that is important for what's about to happen. Yes, that because, is important information. Because luckily for Pierce, and very unluckily for Ron Silver, Ron Silver lands on the, of course, you know, very sharp spiked wrought iron gate, and yep. just gets impaled. Yep. He's fucking dead instantly. Instantly dead. And Pierce Brosnan is like hanging off. His wrist would be so fucked up <laughs> from that. But uh, there's a chance this could take his hand off, really. Like that kind of honestly, yeah. yeah, probably yeah. it probably. But it would keeps have. him from hitting the ground directly, so he's fine. I guess they actually they do have uh, when he goes into the ambulance later. They still have his arm like that, like they've stabilized his shoulder. So I guess they do address that it hurt him somehow. But, they, but yeah. they make it more seem like it would be the shoulder tear, not the which it would probably be no. both, and it would be an ugly, awful, very hard to recover from injury. Yes, yes. Um, but it doesn't matter because Silver's impaled, and we never mention him ever again because no. the wife runs out and is just like, oh, Pierce or oh, Danny, I'm so glad you're alive. So it's, it's not even that she's like, what happened to Frank? It's I just saw my husband and the person I was seeing mm -hmm. fall out of a building. And one of them was horrifically impaled in front of me. Yep. And I'm just, I'm just not going to mention that at all. Like that's not even close to on, on the front of my, uh, what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, but you know, he's like, well, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's dick was, was good enough that she completely forgot that Frank even existed yep. at all. So. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. then we fade out from this ambulance 
I thought this was the end of the movie, but no, one year later. It could have been the end of the movie. It should have been I the end of the movie. I don't know why it wasn't. It should have been the end of the movie, yeah. No, <laughs> one year later, and Brosnan's at a bomb scene again. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and uh, what's this? They go. He goes, I don't understand. Why would you call me in on this? And they go, well, the victim requested you specifically. And wouldn't you know it, it's that same woman from the start of the movie, and she's again sitting on a bomb. I I could I was like no at this point I was like no bad movie don't do this <laughs> don't do this and he goes oh you what you and then this is even more insane because he goes oh no what your husband put another bomb she goes no I actually it's a new boyfriend and he did it like another guy with bomb expertise does the same thing he has a type John she has a type and so he goes to uh, he goes to defuse the bomb and he goes by the way nice underwear this time. But he so he defuses the bomb pretty quickly, and then yes. they go, "Hey, you you got to get out of here because your wife's given birth down at the hospital." His because for their replacement kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And then he starts to go like, "I gotta go," and starts to run off. And then the movie like pans up to the skyline and ends. Yeah. Yeah. That and, that the, yeah. this last like minute I can't back. So unnecessary. Yeah. Like. So goofy too. So goofy. It's very strange. Yeah, yeah it's a very like weird that. last scene to put in this movie. Yeah. So <sighs> that's Livewire, though. An otherwise Livewire, fucking yeah. great movie. Mm-hmm. And oh, for, kill, for kill and one liner, we have some real stuff to discuss here, which has not been the case for a while. A, a lot to debate. Yeah, I don't know what's gonna win. Kill of the movie. I think. All right. What are our main? What do we think of the main? nominees here there's a lot of explosion like a lot of people blowing up which is great yeah Um, yeah i think i think if we're gonna pick one person who blew up it's got to be the judge we actually saw like explode from inside and her body actually like blow up i think the judge is top three i think that the pen in the back of the neck is Mm -hmm. top three and then i think the nail nail shooting the guy is top i think those are the top i think those are the top three I'm tempted to go with the nail one just because I love the weapon. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I can see that. I think any of those could win. Yeah. Um, It's just I like the creativity of the weapon and the kill is good then too. Yes, exactly. If he had just shot the nails into the guy and we didn't really see where they hit, and he fell over, it'd still be cool. But I, but the fact that he he hits him perfectly, he has perfect aim with this incredibly makeshift thing that honestly he's lucky didn't just blow up in his hand. Um, yeah, I, I will say that the judge blowing up is cool because we actually do get to see her. It's blow the only, up it's, it's the only very, one where we see the fun. we actually see it explode from inside the body. But a lot of people die like that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The pen to the neck is is um, is out of nowhere and very fun. Right, yeah, because it's so different from every other. I yeah. think that's why the, the pen and the nail thing stand yeah. out to me. Is I think it's so I think it's I think it's got to be the nail thing for the weapon though, I because so. I think the creativity yeah. of the pen thing it's a similar reaction to the nail thing, but the nail thing is boosted by the gadget nature of it. So exactly, I think yeah. we're gonna go yes. nails to the throat here. But I think so. know that there were other very close contenders on this one, which is Definitely. not yes. often the case on this show. All right, let's go through mm-hmm. several of these. Uh, so many one-liners. Yeah. Uh, so we have uh, next time put some underwear on at the beginning. 
Uh, okay. yeah. Hearing there's been an explosion downtown, Pierce says, I love Mondays. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lasagna. <laughs> uh, when the insurance suggester, uh, investigator suggests this could have been a gas leak, he says, well, somebody has, some, has a serious gas problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> when... Uh, when he's talking to the center, he says, touch my wife again and I'll separate you from the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. Step away from me. I don't want any terrorists mistaking us for friends. Yeah. Uh, then we've got yeah. Ben Cross going, someone's going to blow you wide open. Quite literally. <laughs> um, which is great. Uh, oh, the Love senator it. can't talk right now. He's got a gun to his head. Uh any congressional page boys under the bed? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you certainly did put money into this house. Uh, mm. And then finally, diffuse this one from Ben Cross. Gosh, there's some good ones. There's some good there's ones. This is pure 90s classic yeah. one-liner action. Um, I do like you certainly did put money into this house. Yes. Uh, so that's like you of, said, it's very Bond. Very Bondy. Uh, I like the gun. He can't answer. He has a gun to his head. It's pretty good. Too. <laughs> That's very silly because he's also yeah. supposed to be our hero and he's just putting a gun to someone's head. Um, uh, I do love someone's going to blow you wide open quite literally. Quite literally. That's a oh, great... Yeah, that's, that's a very a top contender for That's me. a very Bond villain line, actually. Quite yes, literally. Yeah. It's it's the dot, 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 quite literally <laughs> that really, really sells that one uh, yeah, that I do enjoy. Oh, that one is tough. Tier. That is tough. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't think it's a contender, but Diffuse this one is the most like standard action movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Diffuse yes. this one. I think it's definitely a good one for sure. Yeah. Um. um <laughs> uh. Once again, not a contender, but I do love just the pointlessly wordiness of "Touch my wife again, and I'll separate you from the rest of your life." Yeah. Very. Yeah. Too long. Like. <laughs> Way too long. But but yeah, name, yeah but. very yeah. Uh, it's like what? Um, uh, I do like that he has a fart joke too. Um, yeah. <laughs> love yeah. love gold fashioned fart joke. Uh, Farts are funny. I think it's between. You certainly did put money. I think it's got to be quite literally uh, a blow this over because I also like that it connects to the movie. You know. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that that's the most indicative of this movie. And I think it it also stands on its own the most without context. Yes. Like. You know, you yes. could just say that, and it's funny because yeah, quite I was literally, going to blow you wide open. Quite literally, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I am in agreement there. Yeah, I think, I think we're, I think we're gonna go with that. Yeah. So there you go, our yeah. one line of the movie. Someone's going to blow you wide open, quite, quite literally. literally. Yes. Uh, I have uh, two IMDb reviews here because you know it's always my mission to find the strangest IMDb review. So I have a short one and a slightly okay. longer one here. Uh, right. This first one comes to us from INDB user Sissel, uh, right. and uh, the review is titled "Just Cool!" Exclamation <laughs> point. This right. is a very cool movie. I love Pierce. Must say he's pretty tough in this one. Good looking. He saves his worst enemy. Dot dot dot. Just cool. Nine out of ten stars. Saves his worst enemy? Yeah, he definitely doesn't, because that guy does. <laughs> doesn't do that. Yeah. All right, well, let's... I watched the first <laughs> hour of this movie and nothing else. Yeah. I'm so glad <laughs> he saved his worst enemy. Um, Five. 
let's talk about this review that comes to us from IMDb user Speed Demon. Um, oh, hell yeah. And it's titled, One of My Favorite Movies. Okay. I don't want to give anything away of the content of the movie. So all I can say is, I just love Pierce's performance in it, the melody of the main theme, also the story of Pierce's character. Additionally, the movie is very suspenseful most of the time. I can understand why people find it's not such a good movie. Personally, though, I know it's not the best movie ever made. I love it. If you ask me, give it a try. I don't think you will regret having watched it, and maybe you'll even like it as much as I and some other people do. Luckily, a DVD has been released some time ago. The DVD, the DVD quality is quite good, and luckily both full and widescreen versions are included. For four three TVs, I'd recommend watching the full screen version, as you can see more at the top and bottom. Nine out of ten stars. A uh, wildly inaccurate, by the way, description of full screen. Mm. You can't mm. actually see mm -hmm. more at the top and bottom. You can see less on the right and left sides. Is, is a... he implying that that widescreen is cutting? parts of the film off yeah this this was a huge problem with people so you, you get more movie yeah like that's that's the advantage god i, re I remember trying to i mean because i was such a fucking nerd i remember trying to describe like in middle school and high school trying to explain mm -hmm. to people why widescreen was the better and they're going no but the black bars i'm losing parts of the movie i'm like no you're gaining the rest of the movie yes i'm <laughs> drawing yes. diagrams like no if you look and you cut here um Things like pan and scan, they would, you know, they would do that. They would literally change the movie because if you were cutting, if you had two people in a scene and they were talking back and forth, you had to mm. artificially have pans where oh. you were literally scanning. That's why they call it pan and scan, scanning the movie. So if somebody's talking and it's a two shot widescreen, but now it's a square, you have to add in a fake pan between two people talking. Whoa. So you're actually changing the cinematography in the movie sometimes. That's crazy. Yeah. I John, I had no idea they did that. There's a That's... process called pan and scan and you can go back to the 80s and see episodes of Siskel and Ebert where they were railing against that process. Sure. I mean that's taking away part of the the art of of the yeah. of the movie, like yeah. the filmmaking. I mean, imagine watching something like Lawrence of Arabia that's in like 70 millimeter and you're putting it on a VH. It's it's a nightmare. You can go online and see demonstrations yeah. of it too. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, they'll be seen. Sometimes there are examples where you go like, oh, this character is never seen in this scene because he's off to the side and mm. the movie cut him out entirely. You don't even know there's other characters in the scene. Yeah. Um, it's a nightmare. So that guy's an idiot. Um, and this but is one I, I would say I agree with him in the sense that yes. this oh, the, is a very enjoyable movie. I agree with that. It's just the, the <laughs> I don't yeah. think people would regret watching it. Yes. You know? um, well, it's time to check in with a man whose opinions, of course, we value above all others. Mm. And that is mm -hmm. our old friend Bruce Winning. And it's time for yet another installment of The Winning Opinion. Uh, now, uh, uh, he didn't watch this movie. And mm -hmm. we already did read his review for the only Pierce Brosnan Bond movie he watched, Die Another Day, which spoilers mm -hmm. he loved. But I thought, listen, he has some reviews for other Bond movies. And I pulled, which is one of our favorites. This is Bruce Wayne's review of Moonraker. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is He watched Moonraker on Amazon Prime, and here is what Bruce has to say. His review is titled, 007 is Lots of Action and Violence. There is a pattern, action, violence, romance, repeat, repeat, repeat. 
I said after watching four or five movies that I didn't particularly like that I uh, that I didn't particularly like that I was sure Amazon Prime Video would provide what I wanted in a recommendation email. Well, I got an email with four 007s. I have two in my DVD collection and added two to my watch list. Considering that this one is four decades old, it is very good entertainment. The 5.1 surround sound was very relevant too. Five out of five stars. Relevant. The <laughs> 5.1 was relevant. Yeah, it's just a remastering, Bruce. Like they do that for everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, that's and like that's like saying uh, this old movie is now in 4K. So relevant now. Now that it's been uh, upsampled so to the highest current job. quality. Yeah. All of a sudden, man. Yeah. Jeez, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Suddenly, very relevant now that I'm watching it in 4K. Actually. Uh, Thematically, not relevant at all. But the sound quality (laughs) is so relevant. Well, Bruce is a 007 fan. He was a big fan of Die Another Day as well. Yeah, um, and true. he's got yeah. some more Bond uh, movies that he's reviewed that I'm sure we'll get to was at some point. Recently, that the James Bond movies came because for a while a lot of them left Amazon Prime. Yes, but uh, I was very happy to uh, actually. It's funny. Moonraker was the James Bond movie I've seen most recently. Mm. Uh, love that movie. Just it's, like the Moonraker. It, yeah, it's uh, so silly. It's um, great in yeah. the best way possible. Um, but yeah, talk about uh, the right kind of dumb. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, yes, I also I've seen Moonraker so many times because it is one of, it is oh. one I put on a lot. I actually put that and I do put on Die Another Day a lot too because they are very fun kind of movies that I don't have to fully yes. pay attention to. They're very yes. silly Bond movies that I can just sort of uh, you know that's like a, it's late at night and I just kind of want to zone out to a movie. It's going to be those. I don't have to think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, yes, it, uh, recently they did all come on there because Amazon bought mgm so amazon owns all the james bond movies right oh right i totally forgot about that was that. a big that, reason that. why they bought mgm is to have the library of uh, of bond films because that's huge also they get to produce new james bond movies mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah uh so uh yes well uh we did love live wire but what if we come up with yet another uh movie for this era of pierce specifically mm. not current mm-hmm. pierce we're talking post remington steel pre uh james bond pierce and yes. uh let, let's let me see here i'm gonna i'm gonna fire up our handy dandy uh, uh action movie title generator and uh mm-hmm. see what it gives us here uh and uh here we go here it comes Ooh, this sounds a little sci-fi listman sins of the machines Ooh, yeah. sins of the machines yeah. okay so we need to put Pierce Brosnan in theme in a role that he doesn't fully fit. He's mm. just too. Mm. He's a he's a scientist yes. developing uh, artificial intelligence. It's the I near think. future, not the full like. Yes. It's not full like Blade Runner. It's the near future. So yes, this is this is the origin. This is a very uh, Deus Ex Machina. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh it's yes exactly. It's machines are starting to become the norm, but he's pushing them forward. And yes, he's he's a real brainy nerd, if you will, a real lab exactly. rat. They put glasses on him like in Mars Attacks, and yes. that makes him a scientist. God, he's, he's so fucking funny in Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Me too. That's a great movie. Um. Yeah. But uh, no surprise, that thing bombed. But of course, I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, so weird. Yeah, way too weird for <laughs> like a general audience. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, so he's playing a real... Uh, he spends all of his time 
Ooh, does he fall in love with a robot? That's getting See, similar we, to, to Ex Machina. It is very similar. So we 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 gotta uh, we gotta differentiate it. I think. I mean, okay. this is let's think early nineties. So like, ooh what? ooh ooh ooh, Pierce in a dual role. The robot is also him. Ooh, he builds a robot yes. version of himself. Oh yes, and yes. that's where no, he's like more this. handsome. He doesn't have the glasses, and he's got better hair. Okay, so he's. So, so in the production of the film, they make with like some prosthetics. They make Pierce Brosnan look slightly less. They give him like, a little gorgeous. bit of like jowls. They mess up yeah. his hair. They give him the glasses. Maybe they give him some mm. bad skin. He's wearing. He makes, he's wearing not uh, like a full fat suit, but a little padding. Sure, you're. So they make. So they make him the pinnacle. Like he makes himself the pinnacle. He. Yes. How. He, He's himself. He he's got yeah. It's they they give him the makeup to give him almost plasticky kind of skin when he's the robot. Mm, you know, okay, he's, he's, okay. he's absolute perfection. He's the perfect. Yes. He's built the perfect man. I can yeah. I hear you see the trailer. He built the perfect man. So is is the plot then? This is maybe a little similar to Face Off, but is the plot then that the robot escapes and? And starts to live Pierce Brosnan's life better than he does. Yes, that's it exactly. Yeah. But you're not real. Uh, <laughs> what is real? You know, that kind of I thing. have all of your memories. Yeah. I am you. <laughs> but what happens when one man's dream becomes a nightmare? You know? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, yeah, but, he, he but he's also, like, murdering out. people, too. Like uh, Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah he's, like, exactly. seducing women. And he's, like, a serial. He's a serial killer robot. Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> that's uh, cuz that that's also a very 90s thriller like cuz then you can have some Cinemax softcore sex scenes and right, some murder. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. He has to be stopped. There's also kind of a Frankenstein sort of vibe to it with him running around trying to stop this thing. Mm, yeah. But he's also wanted because yes. there's footage of him uh killing people but it's actually yeah. the robot doing it. I'm telling it. you, yeah. I didn't do it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. So it's like good. the fugitive means uh, meets Deus Ex. Yeah, meets... face off with Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, no, I like this. this I is kinda, good. This movie sounds pretty good, actually. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so that so that'll be coming soon to a blockbuster in 1994. To you, uh... <laughs> yeah, dude. I wish he had made that movie. Actually, um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, there's some crazy thrillers from this era. I'm sure we'll get to with him. I mean, I'm I'm still of the opinion that we should remake Livewire and make yes, it more, yeah, make honestly. make like a big budget version of Livewire because I, yeah. I it's it's something we talk about a lot, which is why remake good movies, remake movies with cool ideas that don't quite work. Yes, yeah, and not that our movie would be like genius, but it'd be bigger and crazier, and we'd think it out a little bit more. Sure, it'd still be like, it'd still be nonsense if you. Oh, really uh, utter it. nonsense! But, okay. but in like a, but that's in like a face-off way. Exactly. Yeah. Face-off is definitely tonally what we would go for. Yes, absolutely. Where it's just, it's just a bonkersville action movie, but it's tons of fun. Yeah. Uh, yes. All right, next week, Lisman, we are going even further into science fiction than Livewire, for a oh. film called Abduction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this end. Oh boy! If we, we love, we're, we're we're doing all the guys we love because we had Pierce this week. Next week, it's Scott Adkins. 
Oh, hell That's yes. right. Scott Ooh. Adkins versus Aliens. Come oh, on. Yeah. Does it get hell much yeah. better than that? Uh, yes. So this is uh, this is a big Scott Adkins alien abduction movie. Uh, when did this movie come out? Uh, this is 2019's abduction. 2019, pretty so recent, yeah, but it's okay because we have Scott. So we love yeah. that he's our boy, man. We love that guy. We love. Uh, and him. where where do we where do we find this movie? Where where can uh, we watch it? Where uh, you can watch this on Amazon Prime. Uh, and as always, I will ask Lisman, would you like the tagline for this film? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The clock is ticking for the human race. <laughs> there you go. Scott Adkins, abduction. And, oh, in case, just to make it a little bit sweeter, from executive producer Roger Corman. Oh, shit. (laughs) B-movie icon Roger Corman (laughs) producing Scott Adkins in abduction. And I will just say, if you go to the poster, it's Scott Adkins with a shotgun, and crawling on the barrel of the shotgun are tiny little robot spiders. Okay. So, John... Yes, this is this is in rare form, but for the second week in a row, mm-hmm. I feel optimistic about. I this, do as well. Film. We've got Scott Adkins. I also like the idea of seeing Scott in a sci-fi movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Roger Corman. That speaks to not quality, but a certain level of B movie. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I'm very very excited. Uh, about this movie uh, and the fact that Scott Addison plays a character who's listed only as Quinn. Uh, <laughs> man, this this is what we're looking for. We love Scott Adkins here on the show, so always excited when we get to talk about him. Uh, that'll be next week on the show, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lissman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. The Action Shelf.